Welcome everybody to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I'm joined here by David and uh, Brandon over here and Slay701 in the chat. I'll tell you, I'll start right now. Where's you my just clip? Me by my government? Where's my clip? High fight? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> James, of course, is bragging about his victories in Street, in street Fighter. Oh, God. Uh... Yeah, uh, strive, guilty there, Capcom guy. You're gonna screw me up for a while. I just realized the Strive versus Street Fighter is gonna get me. Uh, what's up? How's it going? I've had a blast watching. Have you been watching Tobo? Um, yeah, yeah, I've been. Well, not James in particular, but mm. I've seen a lot of Guilty Gear footage, and I've been it. injecting it straight into my veins. This game looks so sick. We'll definitely be talking about it a lot, as you can see on the side here. That's the first thing that we are going to be talking about. We're going to talk about. The characters, the game engine, the online, all the various aspects of it. It's super sick. We're going to talk about the Street Fighter V Winter Update, which also has a ton of news to go over. So this is actually probably like a games-focused episode for the most part. Dude, Amazing. First time in a while. First time in a while. These next couple of weeks, man, there's a lot of game stuff that's coming up soon. So it's a lot. This is a weirdly super packed busy chunk of fighting game time right yeah. now definitely it is we're gonna talk about some of it we have a few five five matchups that we're gonna get to on account of we don't have an interview this week on account of i kind of screwed that up so <laughs> my bad but it ends up working out because we have a lot of news to talk about anyway uh there's other game news to get to of course joe higashi dengeki bunko fighting climax etc we're gonna talk about some other community stuff there are some tournament results to get to. There's some upcoming things. James is just talking about how many things are going on. We're going to talk about some of that. And then at the end, our mailbag, where we answer whatever inane nonsense you guys want to toss our way. <laughs> but yeah, let's start by talking about Guilty Gear Drive. We have been seeing over the past you know, week, week and a half, the Arxis YouTube channel coming out with starter guides on all these different characters that they're putting out there. They even had one that was on game mechanics. So they're doing a good job at detailing in, in very brief form what these characters are up to. Like they're under five minutes, right? They're very mm -hmm. short, but they're, they're giving us info about what's up. And then this week, uh, well, maybe a few days ago, there started to be copies in the wild that people were using for review or for whatever. And so we started to see big combo videos coming out. And then this week, there's an early access for the beta going on. Of course, the full beta starts tomorrow if you pre-ordered the game, and then everybody else has access to the beta the day after that. But for now, people who were considered influential or esports enough have Damn access you to say it Jam well. and Yuna. And James Chen. <laughs> ah, all of Dude, you, you influencers. What is wild is that if you go on Twitch, I haven't checked it actually in the last half hour, but the last time I checked Twitch, there were over 32,000 people watching Guilty Gear Strive across all the different channels. Like, you can oh, see yeah. it as a category, oh, yeah. right? That's awesome! So, wait, That's so cool. that was a 30,000 Maximilian, and then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was not live at that time! Really? I don't know if he is now, I don't know if he is now but, yeah. Interesting, It, was, okay. it wasn't actually 30,000. No, I mean, it was... There, there was several streamers with well over 1,000. Oh, people. yeah, there were people, like, Sagem had 5,000 when I was, yeah, when I saw nice. it. Like, there are people with big numbers here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very cool. So anyway, all right, let's just hop into talking about the game itself. James, you're the only one who has had actual game time with the latest beta. So why don't you hop in by just talking about your impressions so far? Um, so, I mean, just not not talking about my own like gameplay experiences and stuff. First of all, the the technical side of things. 
the first thing everyone's going to wonder is how's the net code? How's the net code? How's the net code? There's not a lot of people who are on this early uh, beta right now. And I say this because that means the lobbies were all like concentrated in one place. But everyone you ran into was from Korea, was from Japan, was from Europe. I played people from Europe. I played people from Korea. I played people from Japan. I played other people in the United States. There was not a single game that I felt like wasn't offline. Like, seriously. It was... Well, oh, all right, James Chen. How much is Arxis paying you to shill this game? All right. <laughs> Very clearly, there's no way that you could truly enjoy this online experience. They have to be paying you. Dude. Zynac, dude. <laughs> Zynac saved the FGC. It's wild, right? That one guy, I don't know how much like he actually has done, but as KI and this, come on. It's yeah. I I believe in Zynac. Wherever Zynac I, goes, I, I'll follow. Yeah. 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 Zynac of course worked on uh, Killer Instinct for a while, right? If I'm right. not mistaken. Worked on Yeah, he worked for IG and then he started working for Arxis. He did work on um Grand Blue and the rumors have it that's when he started pushing uh Arxis to like you know started poking his bosses and such about rollback and show them how important it is and here we are that's the rumor I don't know I don't work at Arxis that's yeah. what I've been told that's <laughs> what I've heard he started poking around they started listening to the fans and boom here we are amazing that code in a guilty gear game yeah and and not only that too but you know all of the you know we talked about this before you know, every, all the Japanese players, we've always just assumed that their netcode was just the most brilliant thing ever, that their infrastructure was amazing. But even to this point right now, there were tweets from like Dogura, from like Goichi or whoever. Like there was a bunch of people that were just like, I played someone in America and it felt perfect. This is so good. Like even the yeah, Japanese yeah. players yeah. were marveling at how good the the net code was you can see it just in watching i mean i watched a bunch of it today and caught up on some of the archives from last night justin's stream and i could see that they were making decisions like they would play against people i saw you james play against people in japan mm -hmm. and korea and you guys were just i couldn't tell like you were absolutely making the normal decisions blocking normally when you know, Giovanna's going up into the sky with her overhead thing. You block, like right. you you punish stuff. Like it looks like normal gameplay, which yeah. is again, remarkable. And, and that's the thing is, like I spent a large majority of the early few hours doing nothing but training mode, right? And mm. this is pure offline. This is pure offline. And then I went online, and honestly, none of the timings I felt were different at all. You know, like everything that I was practicing in training mode translated to the online exactly as it is. Oh God, I, it's, it, I can't express how joyous it is to play. You know, good rollback netcode like that. And against people in Japan and, and people across the entire Pacific Ocean. It was just, it was crazy, dude. I mean, it just, I haven't had that experience maybe since the Ultimore patch. <laughs> you played against people in Japan. You played against people in Korea. You played against Leffen in Sweden. Yeah. And that all looked legit. And then whoever, you know, whoever else you're playing yeah. from wherever they were as yeah. well. All the way to Sweden. That's wild. That's so far, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, wild. it's incredible. Like, it's incredible. It shouldn't work. 
Like, I, I can tell you KI from here to Sweden doesn't work that well. Like, that it makes me feel like this netcode is stronger than KI's. I mean, I mean we're, I have we're fooling everybody's people. on. But. I played against people in the UK in KI, and it's been effective. For me to Sweden, I haven't tried, but... Uh, uh, like, in any case, this is among the best netcode, it sounds mm -hmm. like. I haven't played it yet. But from what everybody's been saying, from what it looks like online, it seems like it's at least among the best yeah, of any network. For, sure. for yeah. sure. And, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, that, like I said, just from that standpoint, from, from uh, I don't know, is there anything else you want to say about the netcode? I could move on to some other, other stuff as well. I haven't played it yet, but I think it's so cool. It has been cool, I should say this, to, to see the uh, reload scene be so happy with how their game has rollback netcode and how it's kind of yeah. like revived that and the gear right. scene has been really strong as a result. So I think it's really cool to see that carried over into Strive. Not that all those players need to play Strive, right? Play whatever you like, but I do think it's really cool for Guilty Gear, like as a series, that this is something that's continued, that we can actually play. Uh, you know, when Exerd, how many times have you heard this story? Exerd, same way, however many times. Great game comes out. Everybody's like, this game seems really fun. I'd like to play it against people. And then it's just terrible online. And yeah, even before the pandemic, when we could actually go over to people's houses, there were still lots of people living in places who didn't have a local FGC or who maybe did, but like nobody played whatever their particular game was that they were interested in. So they just couldn't play this game that they loved, really. I mean, this game's not going to have that problem. You can play wherever you want. You think about it. If KOF 13 had this netcode, KOF 13 would have been freaking gigantic. <laughs> I really feel probably, like it. Probably. Sure, a lot of people said that they would have played that game if not for mm -hmm. the terrible netcode. Absolutely right. Now, Speaking of netcode, I also wanted to say another superlative. I heard that Jiyuna, who lives in Japan, was playing against somebody in Spain. In Spain, all right? In Spain from Japan? That's further than wherever we are to wherever you guys have been planning us. That is absurd. It shouldn't work. Like, it, it just, that's wild. Yeah, like, I if mean, that's true, if you can actually play, like, what we got to try is people on just polar opposites of the world, Japan versus Brazil or whatever, like, whatever is, like, right. the actual opposite. Just to see, and if you can play that, like, we we can really probably get some major tournaments going on, like, yeah. almost wherever. Almost. I, I remember, Skullgirls got a couple of updates that made the, the netcode work, that they were playing those Japan versus U.S. matches and such, right? right, right. I, I bet you that technology was used by Zynac in for this to, to make it feel better than even the rollback that we've already had. So, I mean, honestly, like I said, I, I it felt great to me. Now, obviously, there were some bad matchups out there. I had one matchup that did hiccup like once or twice. There were a couple of people that I tried to connect to and I couldn't connect to them. There's definitely bugs in the lobby and everything like that. I'll get into the lobby in, in a little bit because yeah. definitely definitely one of the negative aspects of the game right now is, is the lobby system which is just ugh. i mean i've said it before i think it's a good idea i think what they're trying to do is cool they definitely didn't succeed i feel like in making it as good as well i guess i'll talk about it now they just didn't make it as good as it should have been like it's still really awkward like if someone doesn't have their sword out ready to play and you walk up to them and two people are trying to like match each other okay they run into each other in the lobby let's play one pulls out the sword and then they teleport to another part of the lobby and then they're gone and like you can't find them anymore like 
there's definitely a lot of awkwardness in the lobby and whatever they're trying to do right now. Like, I like the fact that you can see the little avatars run around. Like, it was funny to see bald L.I. Joe running around and bald <laughs> J.M. Crofts running around. Or you would see someone in a certain outfit and you would know, oh, that's that guy again. And it's kind of neat to see that and run into you get this personality out of things. There's a lot of good stuff that they could do with it and they just have not implemented it well and it's very kind of frustrating it, it's it's really annoying and it's 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 tough because like i said everything else about the experience has been fantastic but the lobby is just like i mean everybody was in the J japan 10th floor lobby right because there wasn't that many people so everyone just kind of chose that place to go and hang out uh it, i guess it was full because I would try going there and I would be the only person in that lobby. Because I guess it was full and so they dropped me into a new lobby. You know, so start populating a new one. Eventually I got into the lobby with everyone else, but it was like, I don't know, it's just the How whole How does that thing... work if you want to play with a friend? Like, do you, is there a different way to matchmake with just friends? Yes. Like, up. Okay, okay. As long so, as you can do that, then whatever. Yeah, one of the things that I did suspect was that they were going to be outdoor lobbies and stuff like that, and that definitely has manifested itself. You can create outdoor lobbies where you're just like create a neighborhood and like it's actually kind of neat looking it looks like a carnival area there's like a stage with with cabinets on it and speakers and everything and like it's kind of neat and you'll see people fighting there but I don't know, like, the whole system is a little more cumbersome than it should have been, I think. It's not coming out for another few months, well, two months or whatever. So maybe this is the part of the game that they're still going to be working on? Do so, you think it's just this is how it is? I think this is the game. I think this is going to I mean, be... People with copies out there already, right? Like, the, the game is done. Is it? Is there? I don't know. Well, that's what the person I thought they said that, uh... That put out the Giovanna video. They had a yeah. review copy. Uh, right, that was that was. So if there's review like... copies in the wild, then okay. the game is finished. It's gold. It's done. Okay. Shipped. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I guess we'll see. But uh, let's talk about. Do you have anything to say about the lobby other than that? Uh, I mean, look. Uh, like I said, I championed it. It's not working. <laughs> they didn't do any of the things that I thought that they should try to do. So let's just put it that way. So. Yeah, is a beta review copy. Yeah, I mean, again, it's still a couple months till the game actually yeah. comes out. So maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, in any case, let's talk about the gameplay itself. Um, well, before I before... get to the gameplay, I just want to talk about the training mode, okay? Like, this... Like, this is... Arxis has been very good at their training mode. This training mode is, is amazing right now. Now, it's cumbersome in a way that there are a lot of menus here, but that's just because of how much stuff you can do in these lobbies. Like, I don't know if you you, you remember seeing this in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, but you could set things to like, after they block, they will react with this. Well, in Guilty Gear Strive, there was on hit, on block, after recovery, after throw tech, after this, you could set three things depending on who the dummy is, you know? You can change character, stage, background music through a menu, and so the loading is a little bit quick. You don't have to go to the character's deck. Even just to reset the stage, like if you hold down and reset, you start in the middle. If you hold left and you hold right, you start in the left and you start on the right. 
And then if you don't hold any direction and hit the reset button, you go to the last one that you were at. So in other words, if you started at left, you will always go to the left every time you reset. If you hold up and reset, it actually just swaps your character's positions. So you will be go from the left to the right and the right to the left. Like it's just, it's, there's, they just put, you can record, you know how you can record actions for a character? So in old Guilty Gear games, you had a record button and a play button. You hit record and it says record standby and you can use the other character. Then you hit record and it starts recording and then you hit the button again to stop the recording. Yeah, well right. now, if you hit the record button and sit there and don't start recording, if you hit the play button, it changes the slot that you're recording it into. There's five slots that you can record into. So you can actually just pick which slot to go into right there and then. And then you can even pick random because I think that also determines the playback as well. You can save your set of five actions to the hard drive. And you have like a list of like 12 possible slots that you can save these to. So if you set five actions for your for this particular this particular character you can then go load up do all the other stuff and go i want to test that again and go load that back up again so you could That's train crazy. against it with different characters is what you're saying as well well i'm not sure how that applies with like different characters but like mm -hmm. if if it, even if it doesn't work but if you recorded something with milia you don't have to go and do it all over again right, if you right, just right. save it to the thing I don't know what the combo recipe does. There's something called a combo recipe that almost looks like you can put together a combo and maybe send it to other people so they can try to do it or something. I don't know. Like, Are you like making a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> is it a combo sandwich? <laughs> the starter is one side of the bread. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about the ender. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, honestly, that training mode is crazy and so robust and it just Good. has a lot of wonderful features in there. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed what they did with the training mode. So shout outs to them. Uh, we, we didn't get to do any of the uh, tutorial stuff. Uh, like there's the intro tutorial, but then there's the mission mode, but the mission mode says coming soon. <laughs> so there's, right, yeah, there's nothing there, but. Yeah, so far it feels like they've done a great job with just the training mode features. It's going to be one of the remo most robust training modes I think uh, is there. So, well, good. I mean, for a guilty year game, that's a good thing. We're going to need it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's beautiful. Been watching it a lot. It's super gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say that even before we talk about the actual gameplay itself. But just watching the game is such a treat. And I'm watching it here, like, on my 720p. Most people stream at 720p or whatever. Like, that's what I'm watching on, for the most part. And that even looks fantastic. And watching on the few that are in, like, 1080 is just... It's so pretty. It's mm -hmm. so, I just... I'm so looking forward to being able to see it on my own monitor again as I'm, like, actually playing it full screen. I feel like Arxis just keeps one on itself like yeah totally when dragon totally. ball fighters came out i was like this might be the best looking video game of all time right and yeah, then, yeah and then grand blue comes out I'm like this might be the best looking video <laughs> game of all time and now shrive is coming i'm like this might be the best looking video game of all time like they just keep upping their ante it's yeah. amazing they, they, and the animations are gorgeous it, it's not just 
it's not any one thing, you know. It's not just the lighting. It's not just the right. models. It's the it's the animation. It's all the, the various facets that go into something like this. And there, um, there's a lot. Of... I I am lucky enough to not really notice the UI. I don't even see it, so no big deal for me. Everything from my perspective is super great. Yeah, I'll right. tell you right now. When I'm playing, I don't see the combo meter. I don't. I mean, you mm. see the big giant counter letters at the bottom of the screen, but they're not disruptive when I'm playing. In fact, cow. they feel kind of good, like counter. Mm. Oh, okay, I know I have some option to do something. The only yep. problem with the counter is that I've seen a situation where like people like traded or something and only one of them got counter hit or something and I couldn't tell whose counter it was. Or something I have noticed that same thing. Yeah, I've yeah. seen trades and I, it's not clear to me like who's actually gotten the counter in that. <laughs> situation yeah right. but i will say that so what it seems like people as i was streaming earlier today were telling me this it seems like the big counter you know the huge uh -huh. white letters in the background that that's only a feature that some moves have it's only heavies and, and dusts heavy slash and dust they're the only there you times go that produce so that. if somebody connects with a heavy and the other person with like a kick then you know who got who got the counter right. i guess and other moves are just a little kind of orange side text that says counter the only thing for me about the ui that i continue to dislike is that i just don't know why risk is the thinnest bar that they've yeah. ever made in a ui it's so important for the game like you you can tell how important it is just based on watching it for a little bit mm -hmm. and for that to be as small as it is it's just a strange choice <laughs> um i mean it's very bright pink especially as the bar fills up so it's you know you will see it i guess but but why? Like, why not have it? I remember bigger. when uh, when they did their first, like, uh, when they were reaching out to the fans, because a lot of people were pissed off about the UI. They they kept mentioning making things better for beginners. I'm curious if maybe they made it small so beginner players don't notice it. So it's like a, a <laughs> thing that you don't have, like, on your mind, like, oh, another thing I have to manage. Like, they're, they can just learn that later, is what Arx is, was thinking. Right. Maybe. No big deal. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, other than that, I have no idea why they would make it so tiny. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely weird. But in general, the game is beautiful, for sure. Dude, what do you think about the soundtrack so far, James? You put more time into it. Well, one thing I will say, too, is that the backgrounds are beautiful. There's, like, oh, little yeah. details. Like, Olaf noticed these crazy things. Like, the subway sign in the in the station. The subway stations are named X, X2, 2S, and R which are the Guilty Gear versions of the game. Because <laughs> Sign and Revelator and X and X2 and stuff. Like, that's actually really neat. And uh, he was even saying, like, that you can see, like, three trash cans. One says trash, one says recycle. The other says magical items. Like, <laughs> like they just have this interesting world-building kind of thing. It's just really neat. Um, what do you think about the fact that the two vampire characters have the same snap and finger gun? Slayer and Nagoriyuki. I didn't notice, really. You haven't seen that? Yeah, there's a gif going around on Twitter where of both characters, obviously Slayer's not in this game, but in the last game, having the same, like, uh... kind of look at it. It's super cool. So I'm taking this to mean that, in general, vampires have a culture of their own, and they have, like, all of their own gestures and stuff, and they... Right? That's, right. I think, the implication. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, and they have the same lying down pose, too, right? So, where they're... They do, yeah. I didn't think about they that. Do. I'll yeah, pay attention to that, okay? they're just laying down on their head like that, so... I think that's so sick. Uh, yeah, the yeah. backgrounds are really cool. I really like the background with the huge, like, ships rising up out of the yeah. clouds. I think that one's really beautiful. Uh, but they're all cool. 
I don't know. But the music, the, I think the music is pretty sick so far. I like the music. Oh. Uh, it's it's. I I thought the lyrics, lyrical music, would actually be a little more disruptive. But again, like it just after a while, you just you, it just starts. It's just background music. Like it's. Mm. I don't know. I I haven't. I, I've. It hasn't really bothered me, and every time I realize it's going, I kind of enjoy it a little. So I'm I'm positive on the music right now. So. Look, man, smell of the game. That song slaps. <laughs> you're actually into it, not ironically. That song you're, slaps. You're into it for real. I know why. That song goes hard. How can the people hate that? That slaps. part of the song I'm not into, but it kind of goes into a more instrumental part later on in the song that I do think is pretty sick, actually. I think I it's like the new Indestructible, man. I think a lot of people are going to hate on it for a while, and then they're going to grow to love it. Okay, but Indestructible, part. nobody who started, nobody who came from other games and then went into Street Fighter 4 as like an experienced fighting game player heard Indestructible and thought it was cool. Instead, all that happened is that new players started playing Street Fighter 4, and that's the game that they're used to. It's their nostalgia game, so they associate this music that's actually pretty bad. Are you telling me that you don't like Indestructible? Yeah, it's actually say, pretty are bad. Are you saying you don't miss Indestructible, David? Correct. Absolutely correct. How dare you? How dare you? I'm offended, You're sir. just looking at it with rose-colored earmuffs. No, Come that on. song slaps, too. It's like <laughs> well, the Pokemon theme song. It's just so uplifting. Me, I feel it all exactly. around me. All these old niners in here. God, I'm the only one who's an old-school head, I guess. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I mean, whatever. We'll see what yeah. music. All, all the stuff that I've heard, most of the stuff that I've heard, I feel like before this actual beta, I wasn't super into. But now as I've been watching the beta today, I find myself being like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, let's talk about the... Gameplay? Gameplay. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, we have talk about actual game. talked about 25 minutes of non-gameplay so far. I know. Uh, I... Yeah, let's talk about the actual gameplay. What do you think about it, James? You having uh, fun? So... It's still, I mean, it's it's interesting, because it still feels like Guilty Gear. Like, I, I, it still feels like Guilty Gear, but Shocker. I will say the one thing that still bothers me is just the absolute gutting of the Gatling combos, honestly. Like, the oh, and shout-outs to Wheat Lad here <laughs> for the gift Ooh. subs. Thank you. Thank you very much, Wheat Lad. But the the, 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 the the way they've gutted the Gatling system has been is kind of rough. I mean, to be fair, in the old Guilty Gear games, it was every character had its own unique, uh, had its own unique Gatling. Like there was general rules, but depending on the character, whatever. Now every character has the exact same rule set for the Gatling. Which is kind of nice, Gatlings being the chain combos, of course, but it's really limited. <laughs> and, mm. and it's kind of, I don't know, like, that part kind of robs it a little bit, but I'm using Potemkin, so I don't feel it as badly. But even things like in the beta, the previous beta, where Kai could do Crouching Light Punch, Link Crouch Light Kick into Sweep, because you couldn't Gatling those, you could Link, they took that away. <laughs> You can't mm. do that anymore. Like, they were just like, nope, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, it's weird. Like, I'm not I'm not sure I like that part. And But using Potemkin, obviously, I kind of avoid that a little bit. And so, for me, yeah. the game still feels very Guilty Gear-ish. And uh, 
I mean, I've always loved Guilty Gear. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those situations where it's gonna almost be impossible for me to speak ill of the gameplay because, you know, it it's it's it is the kind of game that's for me. Like people, like uh, today, people were probably watching me, and I was actually winning. You know, like nobody's ever watched. James beat. Leffen and uh, took a round from Haitani and Ata and somebody I, else who was oh, Fen. You beat Fenrich. Fenrich. I beat Fenrich. I will never play Fenrich ever again <laughs> in my entire life because I can now be a hundred percent over Fenrich. In Guilty Gear Strive, I will never play him again. I mean, this is the funny thing is like high fights come and watch me play in you know Street Fighter on my stream, and I just get bodied all day. I played high fight and I managed to win like was it three out of five or four out of six or something like that? You know, like it's just all these people that are so accustomed to watching me lose all the time. Like I finally have this game that suits my style that that is for me and like it I just felt so good to be able to play this game and just make these wild call outs and just like just <laughs> play and and just i don't know it just felt great to me man it just we're gonna so see how you feel about this in a couple days buddy when my maid dolphins are splashing in your face <laughs> over and over again, all right true we're gonna see true. just how good you feel about yourself after that james right yeah, yeah i'm gonna be zoning about with axel just gonna be pressing yeah. p and jump slash and stuff well, i couldn't <laughs> kill like, axel i couldn't beat any of the axles that's a bad matchup but uh, obviously, there's this is also grappler syndrome as well too. So. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was our experience too. I remember us talking about that in the last beta that they had, where Potemkin like was just really simple. It's just like a very simple character. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure eventually there'll be more complexity in it, but like day one or day negative sixty or whatever we're at, pretty obvious character, right? Like you know what you're doing more or less. You like look at the character <laughs> and you're like, well, here's the things. And other characters are not like that. Like, I, I watched uh, Ringe and Eli Joe playing with Zato. And, you know, they're two people who have played that character quite a bit in previous versions of the game. So they're coming at it with experience. Maybe that actually kind of hinders them because they're trying to, like, Joe was trying to get used to the Gatling system and stuff. Uh, but they're whatever you're supposed to do with Eddie is, like, with Zato, you're not going to know, like, day one or day negative 60. But then can you basically know? So I just... I think that that's. I don't know if that's gonna last. That's not is all the I'm trying reason to say. why I was one and one versus Joe and two and zero oh versus Ringe. Okay, like. Dang, let's go, James. First of all, I didn't say it. I didn't say that that was the reason. Don't take that away from me, David. <laughs> I will not. I think you played sick. I told you that. I think that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the game looks really interesting. Uh, they put out a little guide on some of the game mechanics. Mm. They talked about like. Uh, the blocking, various takes on that, instant blocking and what that does, and yeah. faultless defense, and IB plus FD, and there's not, uh, you know, there's air blocking generally, which previously, I guess, wasn't the case. Uh, no, only yeah. a few things are not air blockable, and and that's different. But if you air block something in the sky, like I saw Justin block a Kai anti-air dragon punch. Yeah. And it was actually either safe or plus for the Kai. And... It, the risk went up hugely on Justin's side. Oh, so okay. even though 
things are air blockable, there's still good benefits to doing anti-airs even on block. And you know, pot gets a mix up. If you do anti-air heat knuckle, they come down to you and your plus mm-hmm. frames and you get a mix up and their risk is way up. So there's still stuff like that. I, it does though, it looks to me a little bit more um, grounded, but also at the same time, some people who I saw playing were just like bunny hopping constantly. Uh, so I don't know how that's gonna go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, man, like, I don't know, like, I, I, like I said, I, I was just, it, it, like, it just, it just feels good. <laughs> the game just feels good for me. There was something else I'm trying to, I wanted to say, but Jasmine is going nuts right now, attacking something, and I'm just trying to figure out what it is. Good so, girl. And I've lost my mind there, but. Uh, well, let's talk about the characters, right? Or is there anything else to say about the game overall? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's go to the characters and maybe that'll help me remember. Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention, like, they've just made a lot of really smart decisions in this game so far. So the instant blocking, for example, doesn't give you extra frame advantage. There's no extra frame advantage here. However, it just makes it so you don't get pushed back at all. So now there's kind of this knowledge thing. Like, if there's a move that's plus on block, you don't want to instant block that move because now you're just letting them be plus right next to you and if there's a move that normally pushes you too far away so you can't punish it because it's negative then you instant block it and you're right next to him like i got away with a lot of uh hammer falls with potemkin because i would hammer fall but it pushes them so far away they their buttons couldn't punish me in time if they instant blocked it then i would just be sitting right next to them and then they could punish me you know so it's really smart that they did that and then a lot of people have talked about it uh uh, sarvitz came in my stream and we were he just had all these ideas of what to do what to test out and one of them was let's try out all the stupid option select hit block option selects with the super long counter hits you know the pow Mm -hmm. so can i just option select everything they have designed the game so that every button after it connects can be canceled for the rest of the move so you can cancel the move pretty much during any of its recovery uh-huh. frames. So if you they block the move and you do a late special move, the special move is coming out. It's just coming out. So they figured out a way to get rid of the options. It was something okay. that they realized could be a problem and they got they figured out a way to to to, to remove that option. So like you can still react to a counter hit because the pause is so long just by having natural reactions. Like you hit heavy yeah. punch, it's like counter hit, okay, cancel. But it's not for free option select stuff like that. So right. it's just it's they just did a really smart job with the game. It's it's really nice. If I recall correctly, instant block plus FD pushes them far, right? I think Super that was far. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so like on those block. things, it's like, a it's like a, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's kind of that's how it seems to me. So if there are things that are plus on block and you want to be nowhere near them, then you can get gain that distance. Yeah, that's super yeah. sick. And if you're in the air and you're air blocking these things that will make your risk go way up. If you faultless instead, then that doesn't happen. Right. Uh, so th- there, you know, it does work differently for sure than previous games, but it still seems really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the ideas of when to block and how to block and all that sort of stuff still, still seems pretty detailed, which is cool. Yeah, and that's the thing. Any worries that the game was gonna be too simple, I think are completely unfounded because 
There's some crazy complex stuff in this game. The whole Roman cancel system has gone to this yeah, whole yeah, yeah. other direction now. You know, like really now cool. there's these really Roman cool. cancel drifts, which are super important. Like that's why they shortened the range on Potemkin's Pop Buster because if it was any farther, like RC drift into Pop Buster would have been the stupidest thing in the world, right? So, what do you mean by that? What is RC drift? So RC drift is before you do the Roman cancel, you tap either forward, forward, back, back, up, up, or down, down, and then you Roman cancel. And you can move in those four directions when you Roman cancel, you slide forward, right? Now, what's interesting is there's two phases of the Roman cancel. When you activate the Roman cancel, there's an initial explosion. And when the explosion hits the enemy, it slows them down. It puts the clock over them. You can yeah. cancel before that explosion hits the enemy. So in other words, if I Roman, I can do a move right away, super fast. So it's just like, Roman, do a move. Now, as soon as you do that, there's no slowdown. So like... If Kai like does an attack and you and you do the so like we were testing this if Kai like does a button and you Roman cancel and hit him with the slow motion you might be able to hit him before the move continues animating but if you cancel right away there's no slow motion and he just chops you in mm -hmm. the face right but for Potemkin you can do an RC drift forward and cancel that into Pop Buster. So the trick that I've been using is low jab, which has great range into 6K, which is the dab move where he slides forward. But the low punch causes such little hit stun that I do 6K and then tap forward and hit the Roman cancel again. So I blend the 6K into the Roman cancel. He dashes forward and I cancel into the pop buster right away. So that's what you when you see me go low jab, boom, bam, and then I just grab them super fast. You know, like it's it, yeah, it's like there's like some crazy things that you're going to be able to do with this RC drift. Like it's, it's, it's interesting. And, uh, the, the RC is a little different because they have to be in this like hitbox of the RC, right. Yeah. To actually get slowed down. Whereas previous right. games, like just slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, now, so if you're not next to the opponent, then you don't get at least that side of, of the mm -hmm. RC effect. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And so there you go. It's like, it's, which is, it's got to be why they gave Axel the time stop super, right? I mean, the time stop super, I mean, Axel has always been supposed, like, his lore is that he travels through right, time right. and he freezes time and stuff. But I right. don't know why everybody was like so, like, oh my God, this move is going to be broken. Because really, honestly, it's gravity squeeze. Right, like nobody. Was I don't think it even is. I don't think it hits everywhere like that. I think it. I think it's a hitbox that moves. Oh, I, I'm not 100% sure. You can block it, but yeah. gravity squeeze hit the whole screen. You didn't see people gravity squeezing moves all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, that just wasn't a thing. So I just... Yeah, I, yeah I don't the know gravity why. squeeze costs three meters. This costs half a bar. Right. It's a big difference, man. I'm, I'm just saying it's not... It doesn't <laughs> hit full screen instantly. That's all I'm saying. It's got, it's got travel speed. Uh, I think it's... Anyway, I'm just saying I think that that's why they gave it to him because whereas other characters are like up close in a range where they can make the opponent slow down with RCs, Axel uh, is oftentimes not going to be there at all. He's too far for that. So. Yeah, anyway, a, I just thought that was interesting. There's a lot of weird things you can do. Like if you air dash over somebody and they hit a button, you can Roman cancel in the air, hit them with the slow-mo so you can land and then still punish them. <laughs> you know? Wow. I was actually... Jump in, jump in A-groove activate? Dang. Yeah, I, I was fighting against... Uh, 
the, the computer, I made Kai jump up, land, and do a standing kick, and I Roman canceled close enough to him so that it hit him while the kick was out, and I could super him with soul. Like, <laughs> on reaction. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> but again, like, you look at the system of this Roman cancel, there's this early cancel, there's this late cancel, hits him, slows down, doesn't... Dude, there's nothing simple about this game. <laughs> right? Like, it's not like a dumbed down fighting game at all it's it's yeah. still very guilty gear crazy to be honest with you now i don't say that as a way to discourage people who want a simple now, game now. to get into it yeah. because i really don't think there is such a thing as a simple fighting game we've talked about that a lot right the three of us talk about that a lot and you know i i, I went on a rant at one point like Everybody has to understand when you first play a fighting game, ignore 30, like ignore 50% of the mechanics, <laughs> you know, play yeah. without them. And then once you start figuring out why you need them, then you can start incorporating them into your game. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. It looks super cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the characters. So you're playing Pot. I played mm -hmm. Pot in the last beta as well. What do you think about him? Uh, I mean, he feels really good right now. I feel like once I feel like once people get used to him, he's gonna have a little bit of trouble. Just it's grappler syndrome again, you know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll see how that goes because obviously we might be able to discover more tech for Potemkin as well. But right now he feels good. The command grab, I mean, it hasn't been since uh, maybe Third Strike Hugo or just original Street Fighter Two that an SPD has felt that beefy. You know, mm. that you just, like, I grabbed, um, I grabbed Milia. She had, like, 50% of her life, and I was like, I think she's dead. And then she died, and I was like, oh, God. Sick. so good. <laughs> she got what she deserved. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, he looks super cool. I mean, again, I'm, I said this on Twitter, but I'm intending to play Axel, but Potemkin just looks very satisfying. Like a, mm -hmm. like a very satisfying character yeah. when things do go right. And that's going to be hard for me to resist. He looks really, really fun. Maybe I'll just play both. Uh, but <laughs> I think he looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it, there's enough room in this game for you to learn multiple characters. I really do yeah, feel like that, that, that it's Why possible. Like that, so. but, it makes uh, sense. And speaking of Axel, he seems really popular. A lot of people that I was watching were playing him or were playing against him. Um, I don't know that I saw, well, nobody was doing, like, optimized stuff. I don't even know what that would be. But just the basic game plan is, like, legit. And bringing out the time stop super was really fun. Seemed like a really useful thing in some cases. But, you know, you're taking a bet on your meter with it. Right, exactly. And uh, uh, he, I mean, it. that's the thing, right? Like I said, it, it still feels like Guilty Gear. Axel is still Axel, man. Like, it's, yeah. it felt very similar. Except now he has an air special move. So every time I block his stupid jumping slash, I keep thinking it's time for me to move in. But then he cancels into a special move, and I walk into that all day. <laughs> but uh, for sure. honestly, though, I mean, he feels really strong right now. I, I really do feel like he's pretty strong right now. Have you played against a chip? Have you seen a chip? I actually haven't even seen anybody use chip. Mm -mm. I have not played against a chip, because if I had played against Damn. him, I would have tried to pop buster him with everything that I had, because I would have wanted to see how much damage that did. Weirdly, I didn't see any chips, I didn't see any maze, and I didn't see any Fausts, which is really right. weird. Just really Because really people weird. are already spouting off that Faust is weak. Really? really? I've, seen, I've seen a lot of Twitter fingers, oh, Faust sucks, Faust sucks. Is that so? Yeah, they think his buttons are bad, so... Interesting. 
Okay. Interesting. Oichi played chip? Okay. Well, what was that? Maybe that's why we just haven't seen many Faust players. People are avoiding mm -hmm. him. Uh, the characters that I've seen a lot of, I would say, are actually Axel and Potemkin. I've seen... Maybe I've seen a lot of Zato. I don't know that much about how he was previously, so I can't really talk about how he's different. But he looks cool. I mean, he looks cool to me. I don't know. What do you think? Faust? Faust? Zato. Oh, Zato. Oh. Zato? Uh, I mean, I know... Like Ringe was saying that it felt like he felt like a very weak version of Zato. I yeah. it's like I got into situations where I'm just in the corner. I'm like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Stuff is happening. I thought it would be a little clearer because Eddie is a little more visible now. But uh, it's I mean I still feel like he probably has a lot of potential to be as scary as he normally is. But. Uh, they were probably trying to also be careful not to make him too powerful at this point. So, Sako sure. was popping off on Zato. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Who was popping off on Zato? Sako. Oh, okay. Our savior, the hero of the MGC, has arrived. Hi, Zato. Hey! Oh, Thanks Zynac. for saving fighting games. Yeah, we were praising you earlier, Zynak, as the savior of fighting games Our Lord. right now. So, because yeah, my Lord. experience on the netcode was just all good man it was ridiculous dude it looks super good um um so i saw milia you played against leffen's milia i watched a little bit of leffen yeah. play that character she looks really fast and good i don't know what did you think he's got she's gonna be still kind of a dirty mix-up character because like yeah, they, one looks. of the new systems they added to the game was dash canceling jump attacks this was never possible before, right? This was never something that actually existed, but now it does, and Milia's air dash is so fast. And so a lot of times I would just block a jump and attack and he would cancel and do an air dash and do another button. I would crouch and get hit, mm -hmm. you know? So she's gonna have a lot of weird mix-up things and she can do the meaty disc, although it's not, like off of sweep, it's not meaty enough. You can kind of jump and air block and do some kind of thing. So I'll have to see how it feels in actual combat. But I mean, a lot of the things that Leffen was doing once he once his, the offense started going, it was terrifying. You know, biggest problem is Milia takes fifty percent damage from a pop buster, so it's just yeah. like I only needed to be right twice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, he needs it. He needs it. Yeah. And uh, and um, but she feels like she's going to be pretty standard Milia. Um, you know, soul. Feels like he's gonna be pretty. I didn't fight a lot of souls now that I think mm. about it, which is interesting. Weirdly enough, I watched a bunch of Leo because I watched Giuna and then I watched uh, yeah. Tasty Steve play for a while, and he looks yeah, good. He, he looks, looks pretty silly. wild. He looks silly. He does. He does. He looks really strong, really strong and fast and uh, scary for sure. I and got, then I got yeah. slaughtered by a couple of Leos. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he looks silly. Ramlethal uh, seems like she's quite different. Again, I don't really know, but this is what I've heard other people yes. saying. Sonic Fox has been using her. I was just going to say, yeah, I saw a little bit of Fox playing with her, and I saw also James play against a Ram. Maybe, no, maybe it was somebody else I saw playing against Ram. Anyway, I watched Ram a little bit, and she's, she looks good. I, again, I just don't know that much about what she did previously. Oh, um, completely different character. Completely okay. different okay. character. Because before she was about planting the swords, 
and having the sword swing and control space and stuff and then you get to hit the things and try to knock them down and stuff like that but now she basically just only can throw the sword as a projectile and if it hits the wall it explodes and stuff and then they eventually drift back to her or she can do the super to pull them back but that's the only time she really lets go of the sword is when she throws them like that they don't plant and stay in a spot and cover spaces and stuff like that so uh, she's a character I want to look into. I don't know what her game plan will be, so I'm going to have to go watch what Sonic Fox is doing. <laughs> yeah, they look really cool there. Giovanna, when they had the little character starter guide, and previously she just looked real dry, and then, in my opinion anyway, gorgeous looking character, but n like less of anything than I guess I was expecting. Uh, as far as watching her today, though, like you played against somebody who purported to be like IGN Korea, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and their Giovanna actually looked really sick, like really fast and scary mix-ups, and it didn't look dry after all. I got absolutely blown up by a Giovanna player whose name apparently read Ata. I don't know if it was actually Ata or not. <laughs> Probably was. I mean, given yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, but, like, oh, the only people playing right now are people who were fancy enough to get invited specifically for this influencer stuff. So, yeah. I feel like all these people who are playing as whatever names, like, it's actually them. Yeah, I, I was just fighting, and then like I got destroyed. And some in the chat's like, I think that's Ata. That's what the name says, and I was like, oh god, well that explains it. <laughs> she still looks super stale to me, man. I mean, her, she obviously is scary. Yeah. But part of part of what's scary about her is that she is stale. She does does a special move, and oh hey, now I'm in your face, and now I can yeah. do this other special move that crosses up, and I'm safe. And yeah, just, plus I think yeah, that yeah, burn she, kick yeah, is she plus. Does, continue, yeah, she gets to continue pressure over and over, yeah. but it's not exciting pressure. It's it reminds me like I like it's like Bardock. I think she's right, like Bardock okay, of okay. this game, uh, okay. where like everything she does is very clearly strong, but that doesn't make it exciting, you know? Right. Yeah. She just doesn't use the dog, you guys. Like, that's the only yeah, thing like, that really trips me up about she, it. Like, what a it's, dropped opportunity. Her animations sometimes. are still so cool. Even though the dog doesn't do anything, she looks so sick on every button that she does. But it's just like she's got a green scarf. That's all. The it's dog, not a dog. The dog sweeps for her. Her sweep is the dog kicking. Is that okay. true? Okay. Okay. She One also move. swings the dog in one of her special moves. When she does the cannon drill, the dog turns into little electric spikes around her legs. And then okay. when she does the triple kick move, this is probably my favorite one. She leans really far back and kicks three times, but she uses the dog for balance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? She okay. leans on the dog and kicks like this, and it's actually actually kind of neat but yes for sure she doesn't do as much with the dog as i thought like that super yeah. with the beautiful camera angle from above towards the end by the way is probably the most that the dog actually does <laughs> anyway she looks really us, cool regardless yeah i'm seeing most of us were expecting like a go poppy type situation yeah. right 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 doesn't have anything like that yeah anyway uh, all right and then let's talk about oh yeah Nagori Yuki. He looks so cool. He looks he so sick. He does. Very interesting character. He looks cool. He's got these huge buttons. He's got a command grab. He's got command dashes. He can he's cancel specials into specials. It's very cool. The he's blood meter is very scary, interesting. Dude. He's scary. Right. His, his buttons cover like half the screen, dude. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
and I, I really need to start looking at the, the blood meter because that thing is safe on block, and if you get hit by it, like, he's clearly good, good. So in order to really take advantage of it, you just have to be uh, aware of it and try to get away from him, right? But if he knows it's about to pop and he's right next to you and you block it, there's nothing you can do about it. So uh, he's, he's a crazy character. Uh, if he, if he, I mean, I get why they gave him the blood meter because honestly, if he didn't have the blood meter, he would just basically go wild. He's, he's the new sin. He's basically sin, but mm. instead of draining a food meter, he builds up a blood meter, you know, kind of the same thing. If you drain all your food meter, then he's vulnerable. And if you fill up your blood meter, he's vulnerable. They're very it's similar in that now. kind of style. The blood pop, is that actually safe on block? The pop? Yeah, I, I I saw, I saw in the tutorial video, but it was questionable if it was actually safe or not. It yeah. looked kind of... I'll have to lab it and find out more. I'm not 100% sure, so... I do know that people said that they could uh, super through that animation. Oh, I've seen people tweeting interesting. Uh, so okay. he's not invincible or anything. Oh, people are saying it guard breaks. So oh, okay, okay. okay. You don't want to block it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, too, the guard breaks aren't real guard breaks. Like, when you block a Fafner, you you see the character go, like a standard guard break animation. But if you Roman cancel that and attack again right away, they can block. So they're kind of doing some of the stuff that um, that Capcom looked like they started trying to do with Street Fighter V, where some of the moves were obvious that they were punishable because the animation was kind of stuck. And it looks mm. like they actually added some reels for particular moves that put you in longer block stun so you know you're negative and stuff like that. Because there's a couple of moves that do that, including like Potemkin's, you know, that new flame move that I forget that he has. <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 yeah. That move looks sick. Well, anything else to say about Strive? <laughs> Kai was Kai. <laughs> Kai, right, right. Didn't talk Kai about Kai. Yeah. Kai. That's all I'm going to say about him. Well, I did watch Kizzy play for a little bit, and Kizzy, I mean, he's a super good, talented yeah, player, but uh, he was saying, like, that he kept getting caught off guard, finding himself doing things from yeah, old Kai, just Gatlings and stuff like that that aren't really the same anymore. Right. I mean, like, Potemkin not being able to do stand slash into sweep was kind of painful, but... Right, you know, right. Fortunately, that was like the extent of it. Whereas, like, if you're Kai, nothing works <laughs> as you as you would have expected it to. So, oh, is he playing Nago now? Oh, okay. cool. Yeah, I saw yeah. Yuki last night. Did you? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That character again looks really sick. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna add instant kills. I kind of doubt it, but uh, so far they're not in the game at all. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. Well, I haven't played the newest beta yet. I'm, I didn't pre-order it again because I am loyal to my local mom and pop. So while you guys have the early beta, I'll have the early actual video game on release. So take that, everybody. <laughs> Who's to say we won't get that, too? That's what I'm investing in. I want okay, fair enough, I guess. But that's what yeah. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping I come home with the game. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, um, so if you have pre-ordered it, then you have access to it mm -hmm. tomorrow on the 17th yep. or today on the 17th, I guess, depending on where you live, mm -hmm. um, but on the 17th. And then everybody else gets it the day after that. Yeah. Yes. Man. And you don't have to have 
bought it or whatever, you can just try out the beta mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Well, you should buy it and support I'll be doing. games and, with good you know, rollback netcode. W- one last thing I do want to add, just, I mean, shout-outs to Arxis giving us this beta with the full training mode in there. I mean, like, it's just... Right, 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 yeah. Like, yep. we, we've always said that. Give us this game with training mode. And they did, and it's just like yeah. uh, now they probably wanted to test waiting for matches in training mode to see if that worked, you know. Ooh. But at the same time, just the fact that they gave it to us is just oh man, to be able to lab stuff. Like I said, when I streamed it, when I streamed it at two a.m. last night, ugh. But like all I did was systems testing. That's like all I played one match, and then the the, the beta ended. But otherwise, it was all systems testing. It was just like. People in the chat were like, try this. What's the tech window? Do this. Like, see what happens when you try this. And, like, we discovered that, like, if you do faultless defense, if you block heavy attacks, it drains more meter than it does if you block lights and stuff. Like, we're just, like, figuring out all these systems and stuff so much that I can't even remember half of them. I'm going to have to go (laughs) through the video Did you test the one thing I asked you to test, James? Which one was that? Is there chip kills? Yes, there was chip kills. Yes, I okay. definitely died by chip kills okay. several times today. With his face. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. All right, well, let's get out of here. We've been talking about this for an hour now. Yeah. Dang, we budgeted 30 minutes and we went slightly overboard. I mean, I figured, I didn't say anything because I figured that would happen. Yeah. This is, yeah. I didn't know if it was going to happen. We did, we did. There's a lot to say. It's going to be a sick weekend. I mean, Lots frankly, of stuff to watch. The next topic is almost just as kind of sick and exciting as well, so... Alright, well, let's talk about this next topic. Street Fighter V, the winter update happened. And they talked a lot about a lot. Before we get to the actual stuff, I just want to say I really liked the way that they did it. Like, it was just a... It was about 30 minutes, a little bit less, and they had people who are actually working on the game there, Woshige, the director, the producer, that stuff. And they just like got right into it. They just like immediately hopped into interesting info. They talked about background stuff in the development. They then talked about Rose. They talked about Dan. They had Dan doing the new V-shift mechanic. And then immediately they were like, ah, I bet you're wondering what that's about. (laughs) And they immediately talked about it. And then they talked about some balance changes. And then Steve Aoki was in there somewhere. And I just, the whole thing was really nicely done. It was simultaneously like, just long enough and concise like it was just a really nicely done project so hats off to everybody involved imo yeah honestly like when the the first guilty gear match videos were coming out and people were like they should have just kind of choreographed it more to show off more stuff like watch that dan versus dan video that they put out they they showed knockdown dash timings they showed plus on block situations they showed like little oh well here's this random counter hit you know in this situation like they put every and then they save the v-shift for the very end to make everyone go what you know like what was that (laughs) i am convinced that they did that with a task i feel like they like put all those inputs into a computer and had to play because at be. the end of the second round the one dan almost dies by like one pixel yep. like almost exactly one pixel yeah. and somehow lives like that's they must <laughs> if that wasn't just random the whole way this played out with v-shift wake up at the end like <laughs> that they must have played a thousand games to get that yeah, exact stuff going like it was just really awesome anyway i, I loved it i thought it was really nicely done 
and hats off to them for having so many people who who did um, co-streaming too. They had a whole co-streaming yeah, project yeah. for it, which was also very cool. Just really nicely done on all sides. IMO. Uh, the gameplay that they showed, so let's talk about, I guess, in order. So they talk about Rose. We find out some stuff about Rose. She isn't done. I mean, you can see that. There's still some animations that are being worked on. The stage doesn't have lighting yet, but um, as far as her options, she has familiar stuff, and then she has brand new stuff. So yeah. she has, like, Slide, and she has Stan Medium Kick that looks like maybe it's Airborne. I don't know. Uh, like it was before. Yeah, but then she also has Air Fireball, and she also has some Tarot Card mechanic with the V skills. So she's got this mix of things that are both old and new. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I do want to say, and like, this is not just unusual for Capcom. Uh, to do something like this. This is unusual for any Japanese company, in my opinion, to do something where they showed a clearly unfinished mm. character and stage, lighting, animations and stuff. Usually a lot of the Japanese companies just won't put that out because it's like, oh, it's embarrassing to, to put that out and we're, everyone's going to talk. Like, I was actually really pleasantly surprised and happy that they were willing to show us and get us excited about this kind of thing, despite the fact that, you know, Rose, like, look at Dan, right? His critical art animation was amazing. And like, you know, they're going to tweak Rose as she goes a little bit more. So like the fact that they were willing to show her kind of in an unfinished day, just to give us information, I just thought that was really cool. Like. That's the kind of thing that we want from these fighting game companies, yeah. right? Like, to get that kind of information, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not even necessarily just Capcom doing it, you know? Uh, we're getting a lot of early footage from... We got a lot of early footage from Strive. Um, DBFZ has been... I don't want to say early stuff, but they've been pretty open about how things are going like That's a lot true. of these companies are doing a really really good job soul caliber with the greatest patch notes ever yeah. you know like <laughs> right. these, these companies are doing really really great things for fighting game players all of a sudden and it kind of with you know with, with guilty gear answering the question of how will the netcode be i feel like this is like a like a, a rebirth for yeah. fighting games now we didn't have tournaments for a year we've been online now all this stuff is coming out, and possibly by the end of the year, definitely, hopefully next year, we'll be back to normal for whatever that means. Like, it's yeah. kind of a cool time to be a fighting game player. Totally. There's a lot of good news. We'll talk about even more coming up as well. Uh, so Rose, I think, looks really cool. She, I'm happy that she's got some different stuff, and I was also happy that the Rose players I know were also happy about her stuff. Sometimes when characters are redesigned to some degree, mm -hmm. like people who are characters or players of that character before um don't end up playing blanca in street fighter 5 for right. example right, right. Like, I mean, um double loves that character in four and nine and five but in it for for this rose she like i saw luffy was happy i saw filipino man was happy like it, it that's that's really cool to have a kind of newish character that people are still excited for. it's because they got their back dash too <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah they did yeah in the you're end see, yeah you're gonna see uh like there's going to be a full three bar uh, V trigger, and you're going to see Filipino man just go V shift, V shift, V shift. <laughs> He's right, like, whatever, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Out of there. 
yeah, no, she she looks interesting. We'll I'm sure find out more about the V skill, but uh, it looks like it could be cool. It looks like there could be some statuses that she applies to the opponent. We'll see. Uh, let's talk about or anything else to say about Rose. We said it. She does. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Dan. Dude, I've been honest about this the whole time, everybody. I was a Dan player in Street Fighter Four. I didn't need him back. As soon as they announced him, that was one of my first responses. I don't need this character. Who needs who needs Dan? Nobody asked for Dan. Right. <laughs> and now I'm so excited for the character because he, he looks, looks so dope. sick. Yeah. Yeah, he looks dope. He looks really interesting. He's got such a, a cool set of options, very unique in the context of the game. His V skills, both V skills and both triggers, all look effective. <laughs> they look like you can do creative stuff with them as well, which I'm super happy about. They let new things happen, like a one-bar V-trigger that we've been saying for five years would be cool if one character had a one-bar V-trigger. And now they do have a character who has that. Uh, he has what appear to be plenty of plus on block frame, uh, frame situations, plenty of, of hit confirms, plenty of like the stuff that you need to be good in SF5, mm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like He looks like he could be really good. They clearly did not have any plans to make him bad. Like, they're yeah. going to make him silly, right? Oh, I yeah. I mean, the fact that his air taunt is him doing this, you know? And, dude, like, that picture that Hi-Fi tweeted of him doing that to Ryu, and I responded with, you hear that sound? That's the sound of me being higher tier than you, Ryu. Because <laughs> it's, it's so true, dude. Because he's, like, he looks so good, dude. Like, it's... Oh, uh, he! I I might not use him, but I'm like happy for everybody who wants to play him. Like I know you're probably excited to play him. I know like Corey Bell, who was a Dan player in four, is like really excited now and stuff. You know, so. you know who's pumped for Dan is Flexo, Mike DeBonis. Oh yeah, really? Mike's gonna play Dan? <laughs> he's, he's pumped for Dan. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, he looks so damn cool. I mean, I can't blame anyone for thinking that because he does. He actually yeah. does, right? Yeah, they. He is silly, right? Like James was saying, but he's silly in a cool and interesting way. It's a really nicely done job, right. dude. Uh, I, anyway, I'm excited for it. I'll definitely be playing Dan. I feel like there's a lot of creativity that can go into how you use that character, and I'm excited for that. Really. Oh, yeah. That actually makes sense, Rizal. Sanford Kelly is excited for Dan, too, because he played Dan in Street Fighter Four. That was uh, the character that he used in the... Uh... In the bar fights too to blow up West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bummer. <laughs> that was an early Street Fighter four, and SoCal thought that we were the best, and then East Coast came out and basically stomped. And uh, that was including with their secondaries. So. Yeah, they stomped our A team with their mains, and then they were like, let's let's get these other SoCal players, because it was 5-0, and then they're like, let's get these other SoCal players. These are the real up-and-comer guys and stuff like that. Real and the East, East Coast was like, we won. Like, why do why would we do this, right? Like, yeah. we won. So they're like, fine. We'll only do it if we could all use our secondary characters. So they played their secondary characters, and they beat us 5-0. Yeah, oh, they no. sure did. It was a blow up. <laughs> it I mean, was a tough weekend. I mean, honestly, that was history right there because that started Vi going to Shingle BMX's garage because he was so sad at how bad SoCal performed and like that created level. Like that was history yep. right there. Honestly. The elimination. I remember when Vi used sure. to run the elimination garage. You yeah. guys remember that? Yeah. 
we were there for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was a different time, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Dan looks really cool. He's would I stop playing Honda for him? I don't know. I don't know. But like, he will definitely be in the rotation for sure. Right. For sure. I'm really excited. Uh, let's talk about. Is there anything else to say about Dan? No. no you guys no, got no. more? All right. Let's talk about the other character kind of that they showed off. They showed off Eleven. Eleven is basically the Mokujin of the game. You pick the character, and then the character randoms itself into picking whatever character and also random V trigger V skill combination. It's and just then glorified random select. It's it's Mokujin. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't call it Mokujin. Mokujin changes character every round. That's not that's not Mokujin. It's okay. Just, it's glorified random select. It's okay. it's cool that they did it. Like whatever. It'll be funny to see someone beat someone else in tournament on stream with eleven. <laughs> that will happen. But eventually. other than that, like it's 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 just random select. Okay. All right. All, All right. I'm gonna say is, whoo. At him yeah. not being the fifth character. <laughs> yes. Seriously, yes. Yes, that was... Everybody's just like, oh, why? Uh, and then they're like... Not ah. everybody. Not everybody, I want to oh, point listen, out. Everybody but David. <laughs> was like, why? Like, I, I didn't know about the leak. I, I managed not to get spoiled. But, you know, obviously everyone's like, oh, it's 11. And everyone was so sad. And I know a lot of people were also like... Oh, thank God. <laughs> when they saw the fifth character was still a question mark. <laughs> I think that was like a genius level troll from Capcom. They yeah. knew. They, they absolutely knew people were going to groan when they saw Eleven. Right. So I, they were I, probably sitting back in the office laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, all right. Enough about that guy. Though they also, I guess they did actually briefly show another character, and that was Oro, who yes. they showed off at the very end with his little turtle and with Tengu stones popping up. He looked cool. He looked cool. Dude, he throws the turtle into the sky and he flips in the air and you see the little turtle face in there going woo when he brings out all the things and he catches it again. I have, I can't believe I love Oro right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why? Oro's one of the coolest. Like, he's one of the few characters from Third Strike that I think are, is cool. I, I, I was halfway on board that sentence. One of the few. Yeah. I, I was never really that enamored with Oro, but now, like, I just, that's such a, like, because I, you know, I always said that if they put Oro in the game, his turnaround animation had better be him tucking in the arm and pulling out the other arm just to do that. Because I was like, how are you going to make him work? Well, they're going to make him work by holding a turtle to fight one armed. And like, that's just genius. And like, the fact that he's trying to protect this turtle while he fights you, like, if his, if his like KO pose is like him on the ground, but he's still holding up the turtle so that like the turtle isn't hurt, <laughs> would be great, dude. Dude, uh... He looks really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, they also did talk about some other stuff. V shift and V break. The new mechanic that mm -hmm. they were discussing. We had so little faith in Capcom, you guys. Like we were all like, it's gonna be a second super or <laughs> whatever. Can anyone blame us? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I think almost everybody, nobody was like, they're going to put in a game-changing mechanic that's going to be brand new. It's totally, nobody said that. Nobody said that. I kind of got what I wanted. I wanted a new defensive yeah. mechanic. And yeah. James, yeah. James kind of got what he wanted because yeah. he wanted a new defensive like way to escape pressure. <laughs> yeah. 
So I feel like the combined power of James Chen and Brandon Brockman made this happen. You're welcome, FGC. Congratulations, everybody. You did it. I agree. You did I it. agree. We did it. We did it. Well, here's how it works. So you activate V-Shift and you backdash. And if you get touched by anything during whatever frames of that backdash, I don't really know, but it looks like it's instant until whatever period of time. If you get touched by anything, then you um, make the opponent slow way down, and then you can activate your V-break, your V-shift break, which I'm just gonna call V-break, after that, to basically come back in with another attack. Uh, or you can choose not to do that and just have them recover, and then you just hit them right while they're still recovering, because uh, you recover pretty quickly from this. So it is something that you can do in defensive situations, but it's also something that you can do in offensive situations, and they showed a bunch of uses for it. You know, you can get out of a command grab with it because it's throw involved. You can get through projectiles with it because you absorb the projectiles and then you do your V-break. Or you can absorb something from the opponent and then punish, like we were saying. But also, Laura can be on offense and, you know, can activate V-Shift again to, like, try to maintain more <laughs> offense, try to blow up the opponent's intended counter post. Stealing, uh, so stealing turns. Stealing turns with Stealing turns with it, exactly. For characters who don't have EXDP or whatever, this is as they haven't been able to. And now, nobody's gonna do EXDP for that, because you should just do V-Break instead, right? <laughs> V-Shift instead. Uh, so it's it seems like it's useful in a ton of different ways, and could be extremely strong. Uh, it's In the video, they said that it's um, it doesn't have recovery frames. I forget the phrasing exactly, but like it's active. It will be absorbing stuff until it's like no longer move like a move anymore like it's all the way through the animation frame. i don't remember that okay okay yeah they said that in there again i don't remember the phrasing but the point is it's just active the whole time i don't know how this is gonna play out it's it's just such a monkey it's not even a monkey wrench it's a demolition ball in a game that was kind of fragile in how offense and defense worked mm -hmm. Over the years, people have figured out how to defend against some of the stuff that was really strong. V-Trigger comebacks still happen, obviously, but like people have figured out defense a little bit more in some of the ways that you get around it by using like little intricate hitbox, hurtbox interactions, yeah, right. or intentionally taking flip-out damage uh, in the corner to get through a grab or whatever, and then punish. Like All these like weird little things. And now you have V-Shift. You can just do that instead. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I actually don't. No idea, right? I'm totally open to it. But it is, it does represent, I think, a really, really big change in how the game is yeah. going to be played. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope, I hope that that's what it does. I mean, I feel like that's what they were going for. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. They're trying to inject more longevity and life into five as they work on six. So why not? Why, why not throw a monkey wrench in? Why not? I mean, there was a, there was uh, last year. There was definitely a debate online, uh, you know, some people saying like, well, it's not going to be that degenerate because that's a heavy price to pay if you just backdash and spend a whole V-bar and the opponent doesn't do anything, <laughs> right? And then there's some people out there saying that's really not that terrible. Like, it's not, you I know, don't... like you get away, like you're always going to get away, you know, kind of thing. Right. And so it's super useful. And so, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy and really it's going to depend a lot on things like if you jab and trigger it, Q 
can they V-break you or recover and hit you with a button fast enough? So now, before when Cammy used to do standing strong, low strong, she'd do standing strong, standing jab, and if you V-shift, she can trigger that, but then be safe on, you know, safe and stuff like that from the V-break, you know. There's a lot of little yeah. interesting questions. Can it, is there any delay when it lands? Like if Zangief just does delay SPD, will he grab it the whole time or can you hold up and jump away after the V? You know, there's too many questions that we don't know the answer to to really make a definitive statement on it. We don't even know how yeah. big the window is going to be that triggers the slow motion and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Totally up in the air. I can imagine it being good or bad for like almost any character. I try to think about this, especially the characters that I use. And I can imagine it being good or bad for all of them. Like it's great for Dalsum to have an escape finally. That's cool. But also characters they show what one of the examples they showed is Zangief using it to get in on Dalsum right, as well. Right. And maybe it's good for Honda because he can steal turns now. But also maybe it's bad for Honda because people may, maybe just people do it through hands every time. Now maybe hands are useless. I don't know. Like it's just completely up in the air. I really have no idea. So it's it is definitely going to represent I feel a big change and I'm excited for it. I really liked the previous state of the game, so I hope that I will like the future state of the game as well. I'm totally open to that happening. I'm not coming into this being like it's good or bad. Um but I do feel like it's it's a bigger risk than I expected it to take, I guess is what I would say yeah. about it. I mean, if, yeah, if, if, if people think yeah. our, that it's going to be super good, that also means we're going to see less V-trigger comebacks, right? Because right. people are going to be spending... Two-bar V-triggers are going to be a little bit more important because it's not just a V-reversal that you get. Now yeah. you can do two V-shifts and then still get a V-trigger. Two-bar, um, buddy. Listen, I'm a Dan main, and we go with one bar, okay? <laughs> one bar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so... It's kind of interesting. I mean, people in the chat are saying Daigo is kind of scared it will ruin the game. Yeah, um, I've seen I've seen people say that, and I'm honestly a little worried about that too. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm open to it not being that way. I'm I certainly hope that it's not, but I do really enjoy the current state of the game. So I mm -hmm. hope that like in a week I don't hate the game all of a sudden. Yeah. I for one feel like you can't really ruin Street Fighter Five. <laughs> you like the game? Don't tell me this. You've been playing it yourself. I have not played that game since December. It was in your top three. You were three. playing it a lot. I was. It was your top three, one of your top three best fighting games of 2020, man. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, there's. Got I, I don't think you can ruin it. I, 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 really, I legitimately, like, seriously don't think this could ruin the game. Like, some people might not like it. That doesn't mean the game is ruined. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Some people will enjoy it regardless, of course. Right, exactly, of course. yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think this would kill Street right. Fighter V, is what I'm saying. Like, I think the population of players is only going to go up. Right. King yeah. Wiley so. says in the chat that Daigo didn't say that it would ruin the game. He just feels like it will actually maybe limit the number of tournament viable characters. So... That's definitely oh. a val kind of a valid concern. So yeah. Well, good thing you're doing also a full rebalance that we don't know anything about yet. Right. Right. I was just going to exactly. talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. So we know only a few things that they showed on the winter update. There are buffs for Kage, Ed, Zangief, Nash, Ibuki, Alex, Jerry, Chun, Ryu, Birdie, Sakura, and Nikali. And you know you got to assume that other characters are going to get changed as well. And many of those are characters that are on the lower-ish end, maybe. But some of them aren't. Nobody thinks Chun sucks, for example. So this is going to be something that 
It's going to be, it seems to me like what they're implying with this list that they showed is that they're just giving everybody new stuff. Like everybody's changing in some way. I mean, nobody thinks Chun-Li is bad, but everybody knows Hashan Shu is bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they're buffing that. I mean, they're maybe trying to be, I think, was it James, Was it? were you the one who was talking about how you think that the fact that they're bringing in 11 mm -hmm. and with which will have random v skills and v triggers means that they're going to try to work on each v skill and v trigger to make them all legit yeah that's kind of what my my theory my prevailing theory because it would suck to be like oh i'm gonna pick you know uh 11 and then you get like chun li and you have hazan shu and you're like come on man right so i think they they want to try to make it so that it works i mean Right now, like whether I continue playing Lucia lives and dies on this patch right now because uh, crouching medium kick into light burn kick is not a true block string, and so V shift will completely murder her. Uh, so I'm curious to see what they're gonna do to make up for that, right? Because this rebalance has to also keep V shift in mind if they don't actually make crouching medium kick into light burn kick, for example, a true block string. Lucia's done. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make changes in expectation of how V-Shift's going to work out. Because, I mean, maybe, but it feels to me like it's going to make such big changes that, like, can they even predict who's going to end up good and bad with uh, this? Like, I don't know how much they can even really predict about it. Yeah. Maybe they feel like they can, but I wouldn't be, be... Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, but for sure, at least some characters are getting buffed, and we saw that. So that's good. I'm happy about that. Geef can do Lariat V-Trigger 2 cancel. Pretty sick. I'm into it. I mean, honestly, he should have been able to do it in the first place. <laughs> I uh, will not oppose that. <laughs> Nikali actually looks like he's got some cool juice. He loses V-Trigger. He does. That's yep. wild. Yep, they really changed him up on that. They buffed Sakura. They buffed Birdie. Again, they gave Ryu at least something. Like, he can cancel Dragon Punch into V-Trigger 2. So I hope there's more than that, because that doesn't strike me as, like, the most <laughs> important buff in the right, world. Yeah. <laughs> like, a specific corner combo? Okay, but I hope there's more than that. Yeah, I'm off sure of a counter be. hit, like, jump attack and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. So this stuff goes live f Monday, February 22nd. I don't know if that's Japan time or if it's NA time or what. Right. I have no idea. But probably so, right after the Capcom Cup stuff issues. Oh, right. Me, so imagine. maybe we're talking like late Sunday. Yep, that's what I would imagine. Something like that. Yeah, it seems likely. A lot of new stuff. So with that's going to be these balance changes. It's going to be V-Shift. It's going to be Dan. Rose is not coming out yet. Obviously, Oro's not yet either. But that's a lot of changes that start digesting next yeah. week or Street Fighter V. I, I, I just want Capcom just put out the patch notes like two days early. Get us hype, mm. man. Get us hype in theory crafting, dude. There's no way. There's no way yeah. they do that. I think they're going to put it two days after the patch goes out. <laughs> that does seem more like That's more accurate, man. But, you know, that, and that's what I would have expected a couple years ago. Capcom of 20 late 2020 2021 is a different beast it seems to me like they're really stepping it up the I'm, new I'm characters look cool. it's weird yeah it's like they have it's new strange. people in charge i don't know strange oh no is what i said when i saw how much there have been changes yeah 
Oh no! It's it's hard to, to tell if there's any sort of patterns or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, any any correlations and causations and stuff like that. So, I'm not sure. No idea. I don't have any specific positions or knowledge on that. <laughs> is my claim. Uh, but there is again a lot to look forward to. You know, coming into next week. I am torn between whether I'm going to come into it and just be like, well, I'm playing Dan. Or it depends on what they change about Honda, maybe, or Dalsim, or Zangief. Right. Like, I just feel like I don't even know which character I want to use come next week. There's so yeah, much I'm of stuff in there. Get some changes. Uh, well, I mean, at minimum, he gets V-Shift, and that's going to change how you'll play, for sure. Will it? Yeah, totally. I'm going to be, well, I'm going to be trying to steal turns a lot with V-Shift. Because in those situations of the kind of hands mix-ups, I don't have a turn stealer. Right. And it's a good mix-up. Like, it's not bad, right? But to have that additional thing of like, oh, you think you think I'm going to do something big and slow, so you're going to try to press a big button that will blow my, you know, HP hands up. Well, here comes my V-Shift to blow you up. I'm stealing this turn. Or whatever. That's definitely... Or the opponent's defensive uses of V-Shift and V-Break are going to make me change how I'm playing. Like, I have to change, regardless. Like, something needs to be different. Uh, so, I don't know what that's going to be. I'm kind of excited for that. But as you can tell, I'm also excited for Dan to come out. And yeah. It's going to be cool. Who will be Someone asks, who will be the last character? No idea. But a lot of people seem to be convinced that it's going to be a guest Man character. Now. Uh, I wonder. I, I mean, my original idea was that it was going to be Skullomania, but they put Skullomania costume with G, but that could be subterfuge because you're in as a guild costume, and I've definitely gotten confused by that in the past, so... I feel like when they put the Urian guild costume out, they didn't have plans to make oh, guild, yeah, right? Sure. Like, no way. <laughs> Whereas right now, they definitely understand what their plans are, for. The, I would think, for the fifth character. Anyway, we'll see. Anything else to say about Street Fighter V Winter Update? Uh, nope. Not that I can think of. Okay, cool. Well, let's take a break. Yeah. And then when we come back, maybe we'll get to, like, one <laughs> fewer question, because we just talked for an hour and a half about two subjects. <laughs> sure yeah. All right. Be right back, guys. Yeah. Man. I Gotta pee. I cannot... Express the people how tired I am right now. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna ask, have you fucking slept, James? Nope. Nope, not at all. So last night after I finished the stream, I was super hungry. So I ate something and then I just was like lying there and I was like, I could get two hours of sleep. So I climbed in bed and I just wasn't falling asleep and I was like, screw it. And so basically I haven't slept in over 24 hours, no, in 24 hours? Less than, I don't even know. I can't do math right now, like seriously. Oh man. Oh, I am so tired right now, like. Guys, guys, chat, we know that the mics are hot. You're good, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh no, Tubo said fuck. <laughs> we do this every fucking time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? We're gonna just be like, this streams, this chat guys suck, dude. Why are they all being a bunch of jerks? Uh, sure do hate those chat guys. 
No, but thank you guys for all tuning in and watching. Hope you guys are enjoying the show and everything. Hope you guys are having a good time uh, listening to us talk about all this stuff and listening to my cat meow and everybody. Yeah. I fed you food right before the show, Nathan. Why are you doing this? Man, he's been so needy lately. He is so... Dude, all he does now when I eat is he stays on my lap and prays I drop food. Like, I drop food and this cat just jumps like he snaps i'm like nah and i have to like prevent him from trying to get some of that human food. do you feed miles a lot of human food not a lot but i'll share like he really likes crunchy salty stuff oh, okay so crackers and popcorn he likes and i'll give him like lunch meat hmm. but other than that i don't i don't give him any like i'm not gonna like make spaghetti and share it with him you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like like straight up like meat i'll, I'll let him have Okay. You know, it's okay if he has a little salami. It's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I fed him a little piece of cheese one time, and I swear to God, that was like the biggest mistake I've ever made because then he Oh, yeah, stopped. once you do it, he'll, they'll never stop. He just thinks I'm going to feed him every damn thing <laughs> that I'm eating, and it's like... Every time uh, I open my fridge, Miles runs up and rubs on my legs. Every single time. Every time you do what? Uh, I open my fridge. Oh, <laughs> Because that's like where I would give him lunch meat. Like I'd be making a sandwich, and I'll give him, you know, a little piece of meat. So now he thinks every time I open my fridge, he's gonna get a treat. God, I gotta check Nathan for that cough, man. You heard that? I mean, Nathan. <coughs> <coughs> oh, all right, ready to come back? Yeah. Talking about our cats, and do you feed your cats any human food, David? Nah, my cats have had digestive problems for oh, their whole lives. Right, yeah. So we're super strict about that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah sense, hold that, cats. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, now I got the hiccups. All right, bummer. All right. <laughs> we're coming it. back. Okay, all right, okay, ready? Ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. And uh, we are moving on. Uh, usually we have an interview. We did not have, we do not have an interview for you guys, but we had plenty of stuff to talk about, so that's okay. All right. Instead, we're doing the 5-5 matchup where we ask you to submit topics. <coughs> oh no, I have cough and hiccups. Bummer. I, by the way, right before we went on air, I was drinking some water and it went down the wrong tube. So let's... Oh no, okay, okay. Oh no, it's awful. Let's get to the topics and then I'll read through them because I'm the one who should be talking right now. That's what I'm saying. Do you want me to Number read? Number one! Do, do you if the fighting game you love only has delay based netcode, is there credence to learning and playing around online only tactics? Stuff that you could react to offline rather than offline stuff. Number two, do you have examples of when you got to a point where you think this game just isn't for me and move on? Number three. Do you think netcode will ever be good enough for some form of hybrid offline online locals or tournaments in the far future? Number four, any thoughts on collusion in tournaments related to sponsored teams, gambling, or FGC history? If you notice collusion on commentary, would you call it out or go with it? So we let our subscribers vote on which one we're going to discuss. And the winner is number four, to reiterate. Any thoughts on collusion in tournaments related to sponsored teams, gambling, or FGC history? If you notice collusion on commentary, would you call it out or go with it? I would say that the 
conjugation involved here is not quite right because instead it is in the past when you've seen collusion on commentary what did you do did you call it out or go with it because we've definitely all seen it for sure oh, uh, i don't want to say collusion but i've definitely called out purposeful throwing there is a yeah there's a top eight combo breaker i think Viscant and i were on commentary and Chris G got upset and threw the match on purpose. And I think the entire time we just talked about how stupid it was and he was throwing the match on purpose. So I don't know if you can call that collusion, but we definitely did not hold back. Like, this is dumb. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing we've ever seen. He picked like random select or something and, you know, had a, had a Chris really? moment. That's yep. your story? Because I have the story. exact same story. How's that? Are you serious? Uh, yeah, uh, this was that Texas showdown oh, yeah. in probably 20. 14 i would guess i don't know i don't know exactly and it was chris g versus justin and they both picked random select in grand finals yeah and we got pissed i think i was eating a piece of pizza and i was just like well if they're not going to take this seriously i'm not going to either i just started eating the piece of pizza on commentary <laughs> i just stopped talking for a while <laughs> Uh, I was definitely a little jerk about it, maybe more so than I needed to be in retrospect. But frustrating as a commentator to sit there. Yeah, and that. yeah, it was. Like, it was. You're taking our job real seriously. How about you take yours seriously too, Bucko? I mean, yeah, we uh, we definitely did call it out for the sure. Very, the very first time it was really that public was at Evo 2004, I think it was, for the Soul Caliber Grand Finals. Uh, the two players knew each other who got into the last match, so they both played characters that they didn't really know. I think there was like a Voldo mirror match. Voldo wasn't very good. And like uh, they just played against and they were just being jerks. And it made the grand finals terrible to watch. And the cannons got really mad. And that's when they instigated the collusion rule in the Evo that if they have the right, that if they suspect you guys are colluding, just to take away the prize money and just pass it down to the third place and fourth place and stuff like that so sure. it was uh yeah it was it was annoying too because it was the first year like that g4 tv tried to cover it and so they're like talking about this drama and stuff and like ah stupid people and Damn. so yeah a lot of people were mad about that and uh you know it's it's hard to prove one way or the other. There's a lot of tournaments where some people are like, that was definitely collusion, but we're not sure, and there's no real proof. But it's something that we should always be cognizant of and always make sure that we are willing to investigate, you know what I mean, and really just kind of get uh, get uh, real opinions on. Now, I have seen matches that have been claimed to be collusion that were not collusion at all. Yeah, But, true. you know... Sometimes people just get dunked. Like, that actually happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as... I mean, this is the stuff that we've seen, so we're just talking about anyway, is people splitting the pot. It's yeah. pot splitting. In fact, yeah. one of the emotes on this channel is called UCTV Pot Split, and it's me getting mad, <laughs> I think, right? <laughs> oh, no. Nathan went wild. He attacked Jasmine for no damn reason, and I just heard Jasmine go... <laughs> what the heck? So, that was for pot splitting, but... For more serious stuff, I I don't know that many examples of it. Like, I know a ton of pot splitting. I've pot split. All right, we've all done it. Everybody. Wow! Who's... Wow! Yeah. Dude. yeah. You know what? You're banned. Red card. 
back in the day in locals, sure, Red why not? Card. You know, you just look at the other person and you're like, hey, so you I just, have you know, never pot split. Because okay, I've but very rarely gotten pots. So I'll, I'll, yeah. say, I'll, I'll say, have you been in grand finals? Shape? Yeah, that was the follow up, of course. No, look, I have definitely <laughs> won many tournaments. Okay, against strong players. Like, don't <laughs> don't even try, dude. Dude, don't... James, you beat Fenrich today. You don't need to defend yourself. Yeah, it's okay. That's right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you defend yourself till it's the end of the world, Bucky. I mean, but anyway, so we definitely still played it out in in each case, and I don't know that I would make that decision nowadays, but you know. It, I did 15 years ago, whatever. Um, as far as more serious stuff goes, I like this is asking about sponsors, gambling, whatever. We're yeah. all constantly like betting on other people's matches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that I'm is not, true. But I'm not aware of anybody having bet against themselves and lost on purpose, like right? That's like that's like a more like some boxing not, not familiar or baseball drama or something. Yeah, like exactly. Some, yeah, like the, the White Sox scandal. Right, right. I, I haven't heard of anything like that, uh, and uh, no, no match fixing. You know, again, like not that I know of. Yeah, not that yeah, I know. like more, more serious type stuff. I just maybe it's happened, and I don't know, but I'm not aware of it. And if if I was on commentary and I heard about that, absolutely, I would mention it for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least in our little context, like if I'm in South Korea and I'm commentating Brood War, however many years ago, or whatever version of StarCraft it was now, I don't remember. Um, and, like, I'm a little worried about, like, organized crime being involved. Like, maybe I don't in that case. Maybe I, like, don't say it out loud <laughs> if I knew about it. Uh, but at least as far as just, like, normal fighting game stuff, if I knew about it, yeah. I think I think we would all say, right, we would all mention that I mean, we knew about it. That's one of the reasons why we still have Daigo in our scene. <laughs> Because he almost became a professional Mahjong player, but didn't want to do it because the Yakuza was too far involved in that scene. So he's like, I don't really want to represent a sport that's run by the Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, man. If I could be a sumo wrestler, I, I would still do it. You, Yeah, okay. Yeah, highly run uh, by I, organized I, crime. Yeah, I yeah, I do it. I'm telling you, man. There's there's documentaries. Watch them. They're cool. I've seen. I've watched them. Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah, them. It's super cool. But yeah, I, I would I would probably still do it. I think it'd be just it'd just be too cool to pass Dude, up. Should... I mean, that's cooler than being a mahjong player, though. Also, one hundred percent. Wait, hey, hey, one hundred percent. Mahjong is awesome. Okay, don't. I'm not even back talking mahjong. I just think yeah. sumo is like particularly sick. Actually, yeah, it's sumo is just dope. That's all. Yeah. Go, go work with Brandon Alexander, dude. Man, <laughs> he, he is doing it. Yeah, he's doing all the sumo wrestling. So, yeah, their lives seem really hard. People who are actually in like big stables yeah. and stuff. That seems like it's a tough existence. Um, but it also, I don't know. It seems like a super sick sport. So. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say on this? No, it's bad, and we'll call it out if we can, so... Yeah. yeah. Correct. Uh, well, the next two questions are tied. Okay. So, do that you want to just answer both of them really quick? Can we do that? Let's see what we got here. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah, I guess. So, let's talk about number two first. Do you have examples of when you got to a point where you think this game just isn't for me and move on? Yeah. Who would, uh, yeah, what do you got? What was your time? Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Twice, really. Twice, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the game is cool for what it is, but 
I don't want to sit in a block string forever, and I don't want to uh, get hit by cross-up super dash. And I don't want to have to worry about reacting to heart. Like, just the stuff that makes Marvel fun for me didn't feel existent in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. So I moved on. I let it go. I mean, I still watch it. I still enjoy it from that perspective, but playing it, it's too much. It's like, I feel like if I wanted to play it seriously, which I don't because I didn't have that much fun with it, then I'd have to play. That would be my only fighting game. Like, I'd have to go real, real, real hard. And most people that are playing it, like, that is their only fighting game. So it's kind of like Marvel in that regard. But, mm. yeah, I don't know. And I just I just at a point where I got tired of the stuff that made Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Ball Fighters, like, as a player. So, yeah, I guess that's that's my only real example. I mean, I've played everything from... Street Fighter to Soul Calibur to Tekken. I, I tried everything out. Yeah. But that was the only game that I can think of that I was like, all right, I've had enough in recent memory where I just like was done. After like I played it for like a year, you know. But not not just talking about that. How did you choose like not to end up playing Tekken or whatever other game you chose not to play? Like what was what was oh, it? Bro, they, just, they just weren't fun to me. <laughs> you know? Well, okay, but I think that's what the question's asking. Like how did you realize that it's not for you? Like, what a, you don't need to blow up these games, right? Not every game is for everybody, but like, what is it that makes it fun Caliber, that you wasn't there? Soul Calibur needed too much um, knowledge from previous games for me to feel like I could catch up and mm. enjoy. Like, that was, that, I played that game for about a month and I was like, this is nah, I don't want to learn all these strings. I'm not having enough fun to, like, the, the fun, the fun to, not fun of like learning hard shit like that ratio was heavily mm -hmm. in the not fun yeah. side of the ratio okay for me. i mean for me that's kind of how i felt about tekken right i mean tekken i i can't say i quit the game and it's not for me and i've moved on but i don't intend to put in as much work into tekken anymore because I've realized the game isn't for me. It's, it's mm -hmm. you know, like I, I've, I've stated a lot of similarities between Tekken 7 and Street Fighter 5. I think they're, they have very similar mindsets, interestingly enough. And um, yeah, I think one of them is enough for me <laughs> right now. And uh, uh, Tekken, while I enjoy the game a lot, I, that game requires a ton of work. Like, it's interesting yeah, that you mentioned uh, Soul Calibur because this is the first Soul Calibur I've ever played, and I don't feel like it's—I don't feel like the knowledge is as brutal to learn in in this game as it was in Tekken. In any case, so uh, Tekken was that game for me. It's just—it requires too much work. I am super happy. I'm at a point where if everyone's sitting there at a house and people are playing Tekken casually, I can play and actually know what I'm doing. I will lose a lot, but I at least can have fun. I mean, we've done that before. Yeah. Like, someone's like, hey, James, let's play Tekken. And I'm like, okay, and I play, and I actually do pretty good. And they're like, wait, I thought you sucked at this game. And I was like, oh, you know, I kind of know what I'm doing. And that's good enough for me that I understand the game. You know what I mean? That I know what I'm doing and I get an idea of what I'm supposed to do. I'll never be competitive at it because every character requires its own college thesis on how <laughs> to like learn how right. to fight that character. So uh, I've 
moved on from Tekken 7, but mo largely because I just realized it's not the kind of game that I want to play because, you know, again, I don't think it's a particularly strong heart game. And uh, heart games are, I, I feel like, are what are important to me. Stuff like, I think, Soul Calibur, stuff like Guilty Gear, for example. So, well, I've had this experience a bunch of times. I had it in Third Strike, which was my main game for most of the 2000s. In, I think, 2008 was when I kind of like broke up with that game. Maybe it was 2000, this must have been 2008 anyway. Because um, it was just before SF4 came out. And I just, I think I just got tired of losing. I don't recall the exact moment, but what the moment really was, was me losing with Q for the 800,000th time or whatever. <laughs> and it's being like, I don't feel good about this anymore. Right. Like this doesn't, it's not doing it for me. It, it was previously the case that losing, but you know, I'm playing a character I really enjoy was cool. It's fine with me. But eventually I just got to a point where I was like, I'm sure I could be doing better if I played another character. And I'm just tired of like driving to the arcade every week or driving to my locals when I lived on the East Coast or whatever. And knowing that I'm going to just go and lose, like it was just a <laughs> bummer. Yeah. And so I decided to play the moment actually was I decided I would play Chun-Li and I've told this story before, but I played Chun-Li for one month and then I made top eight at a family fun arcade, uh, which was the best arcade in the US. Super strong players. I only made one top eight there with Q in the however many years it had been before. And one month of Chun, I was making top eight. And that rather than that making me think, oh, I should just play Chun-Li, it made me think like, I've wasted my time. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, all I needed to do for the last like eight years was just pick a good character. I just never did it. I don't want to do this ever again. Also, I don't want to do this pairing business guessing anymore. And I just, I gave up and it wasn't for years. Now I love the game again, but that took probably four or five years for me to come back to it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of thing has happened. It happened to me in a faster turnabout in Marvel 3. Game came out. I loved it. I thought it was super sick. Then I thought that it got to a point where people's combos did too much damage and my character died right away and I just felt like there was no neutral because it was all about one mistake or one guess and then you lost and then I was like this is actually terrible so I gave up for a year or so and then I came back to it and now I end up really liking it right like that's <laughs> I've been through that a few times um, of just finding and and in each case well I guess in the third strike case there was like a moment of me making top eight with with John but in Marvel 3, I don't recall there being, like, a moment. Right. As far as, like, me picking up a new game, um, I, I, I'm trying not to blow this game up as much nowadays, but I will say the first time that I sat down and played Samurai Showdown, immediately, in, and I, James was there, yeah. immediately, I said, I think this game's not for me. Something like that. Like, it was, I literally, I think I actually jumped up into the sky with whatever character I was playing, and I immediately was like, Ugh. Like, ugh, like a revulsion. Like, <laughs> I hate how this moves. I can't do this. Like, I I left the uh, play test early. <laughs> like, other people were still there. And I left because I just didn't even want to do it. It was so terrible to me. And then when the game came out, I didn't find anything else that was redeeming in it, as you guys know. Again, I don't mean to blow this game up particularly. I'm not trying to, like, attack you guys. But that was my immediate feeling of, like, the movement is not at all what I want, and I need to get out of here. Yeah, and it also sucked, too, though, that the setup that we had, 
And th- that was a version of the game that had like eight frames of input to lag. Yeah. And the TV yeah. had like another seven frames of input lag or something. Totally. Or like, I'm sure that did not help my impression of it. I, but I it, it wasn't it wasn't the input. It was how long it took my character to jump that really like. Right. And ugh. remember, one of the things I was mad about was that in Samurai Showdown, you're supposed to air to air people as an anti-air when they jump. You jump be them. And on that TV, I remember like I couldn't do it. I would miss yep. with Jubei's jump B. Jubei's jump B, which is like the best one in the game. And I kept missing with it. And I was like, this doesn't feel like the original Sam show at all, you know. Right. <laughs> uh. So this is something I'm sure we've all experienced because we're not all playing every fighting game. You know, you got to prioritize which ones you prefer, which ones you don't. And there's going to be something about each game that makes you like it or dislike it. And that'll be different for all of us. But yeah, those are a few of my experiences. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. Number three, do you think netcode will ever be good enough for some form of hybrid offline or online locals or tournaments in the far future? I think what I would say about this is that we have it. We have had it for quite a while. There have already been tournaments, well, really, in um, invitationals. Kind of, no, I guess you'd say just tournaments. I, 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 no, where there I have been qualifiers. Yeah. I, I think they're asking... If, could some people be offline at the venue? Oh. Could some people be at home and connect oh. to people at the venue I see. to play them online? I think that's what they're asking. I see. Oh. Okay, interesting. interesting. Because, yeah, there's definitely been online qualifiers for offline events. That's been going on since yeah. 2009. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's been going on for a long time. Yeah, I, I think they're asking if okay. Okay. people can connect to the internet and play the people at the venue, you know, that didn't want to leave their house or whatever. Um, and if that's what they're asking, what, what would your answer be? I think I have heard of that happening. Maybe it was Skullgirls? Or maybe it was... I think so. I mean... It's... Yeah, Hadoken Lolcat says that SG Locals used to do that. Yeah, okay. I mean, honestly, it's not, it's not something that was very common, but for sure no, no. it's happened before, so... I, I feel like I, I wouldn't... I would refuse... Mm. I I don't want to I don't want to be at a disadvantage because you didn't want to come to the venue. That's stupid. Like come come play or don't. That's that's silly to me. I, I I would yeah I'd be pissed if I was forced to play the person online. I guess I don't know. I mean in MK11 right now we're also used to playing online. There's a feature you can turn on that's that puts in the delay that they stick in in online into the mm-hmm. offline as well, so that you can get used to it for when you play online. But if I were to play against somebody in person right now, I would have the exact same delay. I think it's three frames. It's two or three frames, but I forget. Um, I would have the same delay as if I were playing a good online play match, but in person. So that actually could be fine, right? That Now, that does mean that you're getting used to like having another couple of delays or a couple of frames of delay. Uh, maybe that's not ideal. But if a game came out where that's just how it always is, regardless of whether you're playing offline or online, it has this little buffer of, of delay, um, then I guess I could see it being okay. I don't know. So then you're making everybody at the venue play with a delay. Well, I'm just saying... Two or three people didn't want to show up? No, I'm not saying everybody at the venue. I'm saying everybody who plays the game. Like, the game is just built in with this offline delay. I'm not saying this is good. I'm just saying I can imagine a game developer coming out with something like this. I mean... I would suck. I just think that it just depends on the event. 
right? If it's something like an Evo or a Combo Breaker or a CEO, no, like I, you wouldn't, because those are big events. People should go out to those and those are, you know, big kind of things. But, you know, if you're an event that wants to try something different, if you're a new event or you're just doing a small local or something like that, I don't think there's anything really wrong with it, right? So obviously it can ruin people's experience who are traveling somewhere to do something, but if it's just for a weekly in a small town where it's harder for people to get around, you know, and visit each other, or heck, maybe it's snowed in with 18 feet of snow right now, you know, and like maybe this is just what you do or something. I don't know, but like, I don't see it out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it's something that we would do for a big, big event. If yeah. you did it for a big event, it would have to start off, like David suggested earlier, start off with the qualifiers and do all that stuff, right? Like, And then it goes to an on offline thing. But uh, to have one that's actually like a one-day hybrid kind of thing, if it's a big event, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I totally agree with everybody in the chat who's saying that it, going to a venue in person, like the in-personness of it is so important. Yeah. That's a huge reason why we do it. And same with going to a major is like a big reason that we go is not just for the game, but the fact that it's in person, you get to see people, you get to see, meet people. That's a, obviously a huge draw. Um, so I think it would be a bummer to have it online. Well, I guess we're living in that world. I was about to complete this hypothetical <laughs> where we're just playing tournaments online, and then yep. I was like, oh. That's where we are, David. Actually, our, been for a year, actually our life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, well. <laughs> Anything else to say? I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> oh. This guy. All right, all right. All right, moving on. Other game news. There's not a lot of other stuff to say, but there's a little bit of it. KOF 15 showed off the Joe Higashi trailer. And what did you guys think of that? Joe's in the game. It's cool. I mean, from a lore perspective, it was a complete, what the hell is happening here? Because oh, yeah, why? What's the lore? Because uh, the idea was they released the first three characters... And it was protagonist team, right? It's Shune and and uh, Maiten Kun and and you know, and then all of a sudden they're like, here's Iori, and now here's Joe. <laughs> like, does this mean they're not revealing them in team order or what? Because Iori and Joe have like no relation. <laughs> Nobody until now shattered expectations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every, they actually did shatter your expectations. Yeah. I mean, everybody is really confused by that. Nobody can figure mm. out what the heck is happening or if this is just not, they're not doing team order. Maybe Iori is a solo entry and now they're just going to the Fatal Fury team. So this tomorrow when they release the next one, everyone's just like, what the heck is going to, uh, what's going to, like, who is it going to be? Like, we're going to find out a lot of stuff, but. Uh, cool. Trailer itself was pretty cool. I mean, I think Joe looked really neat, and it, it you know, uh, I think the trailers are getting better. Now, obviously, we would still like to see more of a showcase for the characters, but, you know, they're slowly by slowly getting better, so it's kind of nice. I rewatched it today, before the show, because uh -huh. when I originally watched it, it was the same day that the Zato starter guide came out for Strive, uh -huh. and so I made the, you know, unfair 
mistake of watching like the most beautiful video game of all time right. in Strive and then watching the Joe trailer, which is just it's just you can't whatever game you choose to compare against Strive is just not gonna come out on top, for sure. I mean um, I watched so, just I watched Justice League the day after I saw Infinity War or Endgame or something like that. And rough. you just know like that movie yeah. is just gonna be like the worst thing ever after that, so I mean that movie wasn't gonna be great for you regardless. Right. But, yeah, that's bad. Uh so anyway, I watched it again today. I thought it looked fine. Yeah. And so you know, that's that's cool. Again, like I've said, I don't think the game looks great, but I don't think it looks bad. It's like fine. So um for me, yeah, it's cool. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody who's excited about Joe. Shout outs to Hell Pockets. <laughs> um let's move on to the next one. So Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax has a fan made rollback coming in. That oh. is super cool. That will be there will be a beta test for this and that starts huh. February 21st at noon Eastern time. It's very soon now. It's only the beginning of next week, end of this week. Uh, that would, Again, it's just a fan-made thing. It's for the PC version of the game, but very cool that it will actually uh, get rollback. Hopefully it'll be good, but this will be the beta test where I guess we'll see if that's true. Uh, Jason GameDev in the chat says that apparently the creator isn't happy with it, so it might get C indeed. Uh, oh, no. I uh, hope not. I hope not. That would suck. Creator should have put good netcode in it. <laughs> yeah, he should have done good. <laughs> good scrub. We wouldn't have had to do this if you had done your job. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Right. Right, I know it's not official, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, well, see how that goes. Then there's going to be a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, February 17th at 2 p.m., Pacific time, and that's gonna Soul have bad guy in Smash. It's coming. Who do you Soul bad, your... Soul bad guy in Smash? <laughs> okay, all right. They did say that they're gonna be talking about Super Smash Bros. Of, I think not exclusively. I think there's gonna be other stuff too, but at least a little bit about Smash Ultimate and Tobo's making the read that it's gonna be Soul Bad Guy. Dude, all I mean, that would be sick. Though. It would be want... sick, of course. All I want is Soul Bad Guy to be in there and have the background music. That is bullshit blazing! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo, yeah. yeah. Nintendo would have the kids' bop version. <laughs> that would actually be so great. <laughs> it's like a Cars for Kids oh, version or something like that. That would be so great. That is garbage going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is bullcrap blazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That would be so funny. Well, we'll see. Dirk's a daring. Anyways, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> would be awesome, man. We've always said, whenever you propose that, I've always said that would be cool. <laughs> Never happened, hey, but still. Did you see that, that, um, what are those mini arcade cabinets that, uh, John D works for now? Arcade one up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a Dirk the Daring one, James. Did yeah, you, did you yeah, see? yeah, yeah. I saw oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was Arcade one up. It might have been one of their rivals or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those companies is. What's that? It was more arcade one up, I thought. It was? Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to. One, I have no room because my place is already overflowing with junk uh, as it is because there's just no storage space in this in this home that I live in. And two, I, I, I just can't buy nice things anymore. <laughs> it just, that's just the, the, the world that I'm living in now, so... You're an influencer now, James. You got early Blaze Blue. Hit up John D. But look, man, 
They gave me early. They gave me early guilty gear. Right, I'm, I'm in there. I'm an influencer. Oh man, just gonna walk James around. is about to jump down your throat for accidentally saying Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue, yeah, yeah, I correct. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna put on the the, the shades, hold the cup, get the stick. And yeah, be like, I'll take the Dragon Slayer Arcade One up, <laughs> promote it on stream. Look, man. Sometimes you gotta ask for stuff, James. Oh, if, you, if they say no, you're in the same spot you are now with no arcade cast. <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, man. Anyway. All right, let's move on to the next little bit here. Community stuff, because there is actually something pretty cool. The Japan fighting game publisher Roundtable Number Two is yeah. going to be coming soon. Yeah. This will have Bandai Namco, Arxis. Arika, SNK, and Capcom. Nice. And it will be February 20th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Japan time, that's February 21st, 2 p.m. Pacific. 2 p.m. Japan time. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm so confused uh, now, but okay, anyway. Okay, all right, my bad. All right, so... four days? I screwed up. All right, let me just repeat this. So February 21st, at 2 p.m. Japan time slash February 20th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. So okay. We'll be watching it at 9 p.m. James. On, and this is on, on uh, this is on uh, Saturday then. For us, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and mean... what's interesting, just to end this, is that it's actually being streamed on Twitch.tv slash Bandai Namco US. Their US one is what's going to be streaming it. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why that is. I I remember. I mean, this was one of my favorite things of 2020. It was in my year end stuff, and I was saying I really hope they do more of these things. And here's this, and so I'm like super happy about it. Uh, I think Juna yeah. and, and and Michael Murray are going to be doing the English broadcast, uh, the you know translation <laughs> translating everything again. But again, like I'm so happy they're doing this because I thought it was a great start, and uh, it's cool to see that they're going to keep it going. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I haven't seen that there's much of an agenda that they're going to be talking about, but we do know that there's going to be Harada and Naoya Yasuda, the esports producer for Bandai. And they're going to be talking about the, quote, the FGC and esports news. So cool. we'll see. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. The last one was sick, man. We talked about it. I, yeah. We all thought it was good, and we wanted to see more. So they are doing that. I'm just... Wondering is SNK gonna say anything about netcode for KOF? I I was just about to say, James, how is SNK gonna show up at this round table <laughs> without having rollback netcode, knowing that Arxis put it in uh guilty gear and Cap or Namco went back and fixed it. Street Fighter Five, all bite, it's not perfect, already has rollback. How does SNK Sit at this table and go, hey guys, we're on equal footing, right? <laughs> have you seen, have you seen our character trailers? They're spiffy. Like I, I don't know, man. I feel like they right now should be like the kitty table in the corner. <laughs> oh I, man! Look, everybody, I think would agree if they delayed the game for another year to put in rollback netcode. I think everybody would do it. Because if the game comes out without it, it's like kind of dead on arrival. And yeah, you'll never get done. that back, even if you 
throw in the uh, if it comes out with delayed based netcode, I should say uh, it would just basically kind of arrive dead on arrival. So yeah, yeah if it doesn't if it doesn't have not only rollback but good rollback, right. it's DOA. It's done. Yeah, that's even Gibby fighting games from now on, man. Gibby had a poll on Twitter. Doctor SNK Gibby had a poll on Twitter that was. Um, oh boy, I think it's if there's no rollback in KOA 15, would you buy it? It was something phrased like that, right? I forget exactly how mm -hmm. he said it, but it was just a boiled down to yes or no answer. And last time I saw it, it was like three quarters said no if it doesn't have right. good rollback. It's that easy, man. It's, that's, it's that important. I mean, look, I do think that it shouldn't be the only thing, so I voted yes on that poll, even though I'm not sure I'm actually going to be playing this game, because what, what I wanted to get across is that I think it needs to not be the only thing. If the game that I think is like the best in the world, whatever that is, didn't have rollback netcode, I probably would still try to play it, but if it's if a game has rollback netcode, it's obviously going to be extremely helpful for its sales nowadays. Like that's of course extremely important. I don't think it should be the only thing. Um, that is to say, like if a game otherwise is fantastic but has this one flaw, I don't think that should be like the death or not. But right. um, you know, I, I do know a lot of people who who feel that way. All right. The next one here, uh, I just wanted to briefly shout out some community content. There's been some cool KI stuff that's going on. We'll talk about it even more in the upcoming, but just wanted to shout out the Blasted Salami, which is doing a KI series that has Infill helping out. Oh, jeez, okay. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, Infill's uh, the guy who made ki.infill.net, which is pretty much the best way to learn a fighting game it's the best fighting game guide it really is amazing if you've never checked it out i recommend checking it out even if you don't play ki or don't intend to play ki just to like get an idea of what a good fighting game guide can be it really is amazing <laughs> yep. and so he is working with that blasted salami to come out with stuff so they, they just came out with an orchid video i'll put a link to it in the youtube of this uh, and i'll put it in the stream chat right now but yeah check them out it's cool and then additionally and not too dissimilarly devil may care 4 has done many character breakdowns with people in the ki scene basically invites people who are experts with whatever character he's going to be talking about and they like talk about the character and show a bunch of what it does you know here's here's the game plan of the character here's the important moves here's how you do whatever it is really nice little walkthrough and breakdown and the most recent one that he did was with Letalis on General Rom. Oh, nice. So if you are curious about how Rom plays, I'm going to put this in the chat as well, and I will also have that on the YouTube video. Uh, and the YouTube channel is Devil May Care 4 FGC. YouTube channel, again, for the other one is That Blasted Salami. Right. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to shout those out briefly. Uh, and then the last little bit of community stuff, I just wanted to also shout out uh, Rob Ingram, who's a... Uh, oh, yeah. Long time since the beginning, basically, FGC dude in SoCal who has had some serious health problems over the last while. And he put a tweet out that I just think would be cool if it happened. He's, he says, Dear Nike, Jumpman, etc. Um, I'm just a guy trying to learn how to walk again. 
how many likes does this tweet need to get out of here walking in some J's? If this gets 50,000 likes, can I get some help? So, I mean, I don't know exactly what has ended up happening for Rob. He, he, um, he suffered a stroke recently. Oh, wow. He suffered okay. a stroke recently, and I think he's trying to learn how to walk again. Like, literally trying Terrible. to learn how to walk again. So, that's what Mike uh, Watson said in a post at one point in time. So That's... Yeah, again, it's been not just that. I mean, he's been having health issues. Yeah. Um, he so had a that's. Health issue before cool. that, that he right. needed some GoFundMe help on. And now it's just like, it's just one of those situations where some people just, you know, they, they can't catch a break in these kind of situations, yeah. you know? Definitely. So I just put that tweet in the chat. Again, I'll put that in YouTube as well. Okay. okay uh, we can move on to the next one. Let's briefly talk about the Street Fighter League and the results because the SFL US is now done. <laughs> I actually don't know the results, but I accidentally spoiled Japan for you, so it's okay. So Hey, I watched it, so I know what happened. <laughs> Buddy. So the top four teams went into like this playoffs. The playoffs right. happened. And Team Alpha 3 qualify well one whatever we'll talk about this in a little bit but they, anyway they moved on to whatever is going to be happening afterward and alpha three is punk nephew and cj so they come out on top they were number one throughout the regular season as well and then the other team that joins them in moving on is team nasser which was big bird angry bird and samurai and they had a super close last set it was three to two versus all in, which is IDOM, 801 Strider, and SKZ. Super close. It was like right down to the end. Really, really good matches. I highly recommend everybody check it out. Great Street Fighter Four, uh, Street Fighter Five stuff. So, as a result, Alpha Three and Nasser advanced to the something. What was originally supposed <laughs> to happen was that they'd be advancing to the Capcom Cup, where they would play against the Capcom the uh, SFL Pro JP right. winners, right. and that's not happening, right? right? We're definitely not doing that right now. So, I don't know. I don't know. I tried to look it up and see what they're going to be doing, but I actually have no idea what this means. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just nothing now. <laughs> SKZ, you know? uh, someone in the chat asked who SKZ is. He's the Singapore player who uh, qualified for Capcom Cup with Seth. Um, yeah, really, really strong Seth player. Yeah, he's really good. And originally, this SFL was not supposed to be US. It was supposed to be like international. So they did still have some people who were international, like SKZ was there, but they were originally supposed to also have uh, players from the UK and elsewhere too. And it just, you know, you know how the year's been. Yeah. It's not like anybody could live through the last year and then forget about it briefly, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on as I did five minutes ago. <laughs> for upcoming stuff, this, this coming weekend's really full, so it's the Guilty Gear Strive for everybody who's not fancy in esports, like James. Tubbo's gonna be playing it. Basically, everybody's gonna be playing it. Check it out. You do not need to own Strive to try it out on the beta. You can just give it a whirl, so give it a whirl. It's That's gonna be crazy. for PlayStation 4 and 5. The CPT 2020 season final, so in lieu of Capcom Cup, this is what they're doing, we've, we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. 
Uh, I'll be doing some stuff on that. I'm going to be on the analyst desk for that. And other people are going to be on there who I haven't seen announce anything on Twitter. So I'm going to let them handle that on their own time. But there are going to be some people there who are um, going to be maybe a little unexpected for the picks. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm sadly not doing anything for the event. So <sighs> yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay, James, me either. Yeah, well, I was in the same boat last year. I know it's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, the DMC 3v3, the Killer Instinct team tournament that we've talked about so much, is this weekend. I'll it's be playing point. in it. You're going to be in it. That is on Saturday. Completely blow it for my team. I'm so sorry to my teammates. You're going to blow it? I haven't practiced even a tiny bit. What? Uh, not even a little bit, man. I just started a new job. Right, that's true. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I'm trying to adjust to do things. No, Tuesdays, right. I don't get to do anything. I work, and then I take a nap, and then I do this. You're right. <laughs> so. It's tough. And then, and it's, but anyway, for everybody else, please check that out. That's going to be on Devil May, um, Devil May Care 4's Twitch channel. That will be on Saturday. And then Sunday and Monday, I think, Black Lives Matter's Pyramid of Power is going to be happening. This is the Mortal Kombat event where each character is represented by one player and they like have a battle to see who's the character that comes out on top it's gonna be cool and then as we just were mentioning a little bit ago there's gonna be the round table of japanese fighting game depth so a lot of stuff's happening this weekend a lot of things to look forward to upcoming all right that's it for that all right let's move on to the last little section here the mailbag where we the mailbag. your questions. What we didn't get too much today. Here's the question from Fugu Tabatai. Was Anacharis a zoner or a grappler? Was he the template for Axel? And will you eat the Potemkin pie? I think that's talking about me. But What the hell what do you is think? the Potemkin pie? Alright, here's the joke. So, I was talking on Twitter about how I'm very interested in playing Axel. My brain is excited for Axel, but my body is excited for Potemkin. Like, I can feel that I'm kind of being tugged back and forth. I don't really know which way it's going to end up. So I had a tweet with the example of me being a cartoon character, and I'm walking down the street <laughs> carrying a bag yeah. of marked Axel, and then some smell lines invade my nostrils and make me drop the bag, and then I begin doing little hummingbird flying in the air as I float over... You know, with my butt trailing. You know how it is. You know how it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Cartoons. And I'm being trailed over to a windowsill where there's a freshly baked pot right. pie. Um, I'm not sure which one I'm going to eat. But what do you think? Was an Acris a zoner or a grappler? He was and never. And we'll see the template for Axel. Never a grappler. Never a grappler. I don't know enough about the character to say anything. Uh... In the first game, he was a zoner. Like, you couldn't even imagine. He was really really annoying as a zoner and he doesn't even have a regular throw he doesn't yeah. even have a regular throw so he can't really be a grappler uh he's got the the ex thing in like vampire savior but that's not his main thing like he is definitely not a grappler he, he was the dalsum of the game uh, of of the original dark stalkers he was the dalsum of the game uh in, a in way. the original one did he have the ranged command grab thing uh, no, he well he had the one that was just the regular. He didn't have the EX one, 
And uh, he basically had the snake arms that you couldn't crouch under that always pushed you a full screen away and stuff. And then he would just jump back and throw curses at you all day and then drop cover. He was 100% a, uh, a zoner back then. And then, uh, and then um, I don't think he's ever really kind of been a grappler. Yeah, he's got the EX thing. But like I said, he doesn't even have a regular throw. He has a back dash that teleports him from one side of the screen to the other designed to run away <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's true it's hard to say he's a grappler to be honest with you makes oh. sense to me okay yeah. that's all we had for the mailbag today actually really Sick. okay yeah do people not like the mailbag here do i think what? actually what the problem is is that i asked at like 3 p.m yeah i know i just I know. totally forgot about I know. it you know what <laughs> you just ruined this whole week show and frankly i quit yeah, I also forgot to get the guest. That's true. It's all my bad. Normally getting the guest is my job. Yeah. So, not entirely on you, but, you know. I checked in with you. You did. I was like, hey, man, is this going on? And you're like, here's the deal. You did. So, it's all David's fault. Blame David. I even already did that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess that's it. Heard him. That's going to be that. All right, look. James has the Guilty Gear Strive beta, so check it out on twitch.tv slash or whenever you do that. I don't know. Yeah, why don't you go live and host yourself, James? It starts at 9. Uh, I gotta edit, so I can't start streaming right away, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stay up for this one. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man, go to sleep, actually. Uh, if you haven't dude. been asleep in a day, just go to sleep. Don't even worry about editing the video. Just go to bed, dude. Well, maybe wait an hour until it's like 9 o'clock, which is a very reasonable bedtime, and then go to sleep, and now you have a normal bedtime. What about that? That won't last. <laughs> to start, you gotta start somewhere. Positivity, James. We're, we're Positivity. getting the sleep schedule on point tonight. It's happening. We're gonna keep it going. The chat believes that everybody in the chat saying James is going to get a regular sleep schedule. That's what I so, see them saying right now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. verbatim. Sorry, Sorry chat. <laughs> Sorry, chat. Uh, man. Nine o'clock is a pretty normal bedtime. I mean, it is on the earlier end, but, you know, people do that. Yeah, especially if you work. Even when I was in yeah. college and I went to sleep super early, I didn't even go to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> I did used to go to bed at about 9, 9.30 during high school because I, first of all, nobody was inviting me to parties, so I wasn't, like, missing out on social life or anything like that. But uh, also, I just could not wake up unless I didn't, unless I got 9, 10 hours of sleep. Like, I just, I needed so much sleep back in the day. Luckily, it's not like that anymore, but... I just couldn't survive if I didn't have that much sleep. So in I high school, early. I slept about three hours a night because I wanted to be up playing video games all night. I don't know how you did that, dude. I, I hated was... it. I hated the whole time, and I slept a lot in class. <laughs> That's oh. how I did that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, just as but a video little, games were important. Another note: sure. Remember, Canadian Ed last week said he was doing translations for Nemo's YouTube channel. Apparently, he's also doing now translation for Sako's YouTube channel as well. So Can you please link that again? Because I forgot to put that in the YouTube last time because I forgot to write it down now. So link me right now, and then I'll copy it down right now, and I'll have that for the YouTube as well. Yeah, and according to Fugu, 
uh, he actually says that Canadian Ed has done translations for Japanese SFL as well, so... Sick, alright, yep, I am currently copying this. All right. Well. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to sit through me actually doing this. Uh, let's skedaddle. Check out Strive. Let's play video games. I'm gonna be playing it when I get it. Oh yeah, I guess I'm gonna be doing the season final. For but whenever I'm not doing that, I'll be streaming Strive and playing Strive. Uh, Cap Canadian Ed put the thing into his into the chat. So. Yep, I see it. You've got, I got it. that there over there. I do. Yep. So okay, cool. I am so gone right now. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Yeah, let's, let's end it. Put on the birds. Let's I'm go. I'm trying yeah, to go find to... the bird. Yeah. I'm trying to find... Bird em. I'm trying to go to bed too, man. Thanks for watching, guys. Please don't forget to sub and all that stuff. And thank you to everybody who did sub, as well as uh, Jeek who put in bits as well. Forgot to mention that earlier, but thank you very much for that. And thanks for all the follows as usual. Spinning bird kicks with the sub. High five, everybody! Thanks, guys. Bye.